All right, uh, welcome to Reflections of a DJ, uh, aka the Road Podcast, uh, with me, DJ Crooked. We have uh, DJ Neva. Yo, what's up? Uh, we got Jamie the Great. What's good? And we have DJ D Miles. What's good? And we're actually in uh, Hollywood right now, or uh, Culver City, wherever the fuck. I don't know, LA. Uh, we're at DJ City. We're doing shit. Uh, we're using their office. Studio. And they gave us their fucking closet. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us some fucked. I don't. They gave us like the fucking. It's, it's, bu- it's butts to nuts like the, in here. The janitor, <laughs> fucking janitor room that we're in. Uh, and we got a special guest. Uh, I call them OGs. Uh, I look up to these dudes a lot. I think definitely like ahead of their time. These motherfuckers like uh, they revolutionize a lot of shit. Everything from mixing to marketing to uh, a whole bunch of shit. Are you suggesting we invented mixing? I think you did a lot of revolutionary <laughs> shit with mixing. Okay, yeah. right. the audience doesn't even know who he's speaking <laughs> of yet. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we're gonna start over and, and redact that that statement. That's no, well, well, we'll correct it later. Uh, we got Stone Rock and, and Grand Funky, aka the captains of the industry here. Hey, yo. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm glad. Thank you uh, for for coming through and meeting us and then doing no this shit with us. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking us to lunch later. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, oh, of course we got you, man. In advance, no doubt. That's some Hollywood shit, right? Yeah. Try to get a meal out of everything. <laughs> no, me- no meals before dinner in Hollywood. Yeah, don't uh, get it twisted. So, like, I got a. So obviously, me and Neva from New York. I'm from New York. Uh, oh, that's me. Sorry, guys. No phones on the hey, table. What happened to the no phones on the table, man? Is that that was you? That was me. Oh, motherfucker! <laughs> Fucking Jamie. Uh, I'm from New York. I didn't know about Stone Rock till. He did a show, or there was a big, big push and marketing push in New York, probably like 2004, 2003, when he yeah. did, he was uh, doing Lotus, because I've never heard like a West Coast or LA DJ in New York, yeah. so that would be, that he would have been the first. I how, would think, how, how hard were you hating? Like, no, no, we, we were <laughs> like excited, really? like we were legit, like yeah. I, I used to catch a lot of hate. Like, really? Lot, yeah. Like, yo... Like one dude was like, "Why aren't we hiring New York DJs?" Like, nah, nah, fuck wow. this sucker. I remember it but was. But that's like, why I'm here with you now, and yeah. that other guy's probably like slanging mattresses. At, I at wanted, I wanted store. to go. <laughs> look, I wanted to go see you at Lotus. So Lotus was like probably one of the dopest like hip hop clubs, back open in the days. format clubs, whatever the fuck you want to call yeah. it, in New York on 14th Street. I was working that night, but I saw the flyer and I was like, legitimately, like, damn, I want to go see this shit. And it was a big deal. Like, we were all talking about it. But it wasn't, like, even a negative shit. We were like, yo, we want to hear this. I heard this motherfucker's crazy. And I think it was more like, you know, like, we wanted to hear you and, like, just see how, like, West Coast DJs mm-hmm. spin. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to see you. Mm-hmm. So, to me, when I thought of West Coast DJs on some nightclub shit, mm-hmm. I thought of Stone Rock. And then my boy started telling me about AM. Mm-hmm. So, I actually heard about you before I heard about AM. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like. So from my from my perspective in New York, AM came out and I was like, you know, from what I thought, from what we heard, we thought he was just kind of like, oh, like Stone Rock's the man, and AM is like second, <laughs> like you know, like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like from our from my perspective, I can't speak for everybody in New York, but from my thinking, I was like, yo, like, cause you were like honestly the first dude I heard about. Uh, what did I do well? I didn't hear you. You didn't go. Oh, you didn't. I thought. I thought the whole, there was a whole thing. You were hanging over the thing, the 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 balcony. Your girl was like, "Yo, pay attention to me." You're like, "Nah, I can't," because 
this dude's doing a thing. I think <laughs> <laughs> that was probably when I was I was listening to AM. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and like and let, let but I let saw the, AM at Lotus because Lotus did this whole campaign where they had you there, they had AM there, and then they had like Jazzy Jeff there, and those were all like turning points and shit. Um, I I just want to set the record straight. Yeah. Because everyone's gonna be like, oh, fuck Stone Rock, AM, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. The, that he was the dude. Yeah, I know. He was the dude. He was, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like let that one nah, slide. No, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. I thought that was, I thought it was funny that, from my perspective at that time, I yeah. was like, yo, you know, Stone Rock's the dude. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, it's you know? not, not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you want to, I don't know, let's take us down that road when you came to New York. Like, were you nervous? Were you like, fuck, I don't know. Like you said, you were getting a lot of hate, right? Yeah, I, well, like I had come a few times. I'd, I'd come out a few times and um, yeah, I don't remember if it was like on like on like message boards or I don't remember what was going on then, but someone was like talking shit. Maybe it was Twitter. I don't know. When did Twitter start? Nine. Oh, nine? That was maybe no. barely MySpace around that time. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever it was. And they were just dudes like salt, super salty, and I was like, yeah. "Yo, I'm just trying to like play some records and like catch a check. Like, leave me alone." Then you were on vinyl, right? And you I was on wax. You brought yeah. how many crates out? Uh, I think like four. Four. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's not easy. Nah. Flying with four yeah, crates yeah. of records and then wow. wondering if all four crates are gonna make, make it, it to yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I also, that that spot had a the DJ booth. I don't know if you remember, the DJ booth was fucking whack. It had knobs. Like they had it was knobs, knobs yeah. like way down low, and the turntables were up here, like on rubber bands yeah, or mm-hmm. some shit. So and like old school style, like like the last dude that played there was Larry Levan, and then me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, this is gonna, not going to be easy." But I mean, I got it off. It was fine. Wow, that's I crazy. Know. Yeah. And then I I met Graham. So like I moved to Vegas in 2005, and I met Graham. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I, uh, and then when I moved out here, I basically heard about y'all as like like uh, a Froman showman. Mm-hmm. To me, it was like the first. I mean, besides like the heavy hitters and like the big doll pit bulls in New York. Yeah. But that was kind of like more record pool. Like, it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there was record pools, right? And there was scratch crews. Mm-hmm. But a Froman showman was not that. No. That was uh, that was nightclub DJ work and branding. And um, residency driven, and that's what it was. I mean, now that's what everybody does, right? But back then, um, we were selling the brand. Yeah, you were the first collective group of nightclub, like club DJs, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I saw like camaraderie, like where I saw like like y'all genuine, genuinely like 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 being around each other like it was on some crew shit like i would see like photo shoots with y'all like dressed in like christmas costumes yeah like, i you know? think i think when it started it was like well who do we like and who do we want to hang out with yeah i think that's that was like the impetus of it was much. you stone rock you graham it was dj5 vice, vice obi-wan obi and cobra and cobra and yeah. we knew i i knew i think i heard of dj obi-wan first before any of y'all because that mtv uh, Yo, you want to say yeah. funny? People used to ask me. We'd hang out, and they're like, "That's that dude. That that guy does uh, Muay Thai." Muay Thai and I'm like, "Nah, yeah. nah, he's a DJ." I had no idea. And then <laughs> one, then many people asking me this. Yeah. And then one day, um, I crashed at his house. I was, uh, 
you know, I was out in the living room on the blow-up mattress, and I'm staring up at the ceiling, and then there's like a giant trophy case. I was like, oh, yeah, he's a Muay Thai fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if, if people don't know, like Obi Wan, uh, probably like he's like a legend in Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah, like and like the nicest, legend. the nicest, most like the quietest, most soft-spoken, coolest, nicest dude ever, but yeah. like a fucking killer. Well, I yeah. mean, I, we yeah. were at we were at Dre's after ours, him and me one night, and s- for some reason, this dude's mad dog and finally comes up and steps to him, and I'm like, okay, so the guy's like <laughs> talking <laughs> shit to Obi-Wan, and Obi's like, hey, man, I don't want to fight you. He's like really calm, right? And this guy just won't stop, and I went and got a security guard to like <laughs> to like save the dude. <laughs> the other dude. I'm like, yo, man. It's not it's not popping off now, but it might. So you should step in the middle there. Right. Like I saved the other dude's life yeah. by not letting Obi fight. He I don't want to get in the middle of that. But you would never know from Obi. Right. That's what no, I mean. Because yeah. he kind of is like he's not scrawny, but he's just like this yeah. skinny, yeah, kind of quiet, yeah. reserved dude. Yeah. Like you would never know that he could like really like fuck you up. Yeah. I met Obi in '04, and we were working at the same radio station in Vegas. And he's like, "Yo, I gotta go go to Thailand for a month." And I was like, "What? Like, what do you mean?" And he's like, "Yo, like I gotta go train, yeah, and I gotta the, fight." Them compete. lady boys. <laughs> <laughs> blew, it like blew my mind because I had no. Idea. He didn't. He would never talk about it. Yeah. Like it wasn't right? something that he was like. I'm sure he's proud of it, but it just wasn't something he broadcasted. Yeah. He was like a Muay Thai fighter, so that was pretty crazy to me. Big shout out to Obi, man. He's yeah, still holding he's it good. down in Vegas. He's I definitely, when I first moved out here, I looked up to him. But you guys collectively, that whole crew, that was a tight crew. Well, Vice, uh, Five, uh, Obi, and then y'all two. So when I looked at y'all, I was like, damn. I, I remember hitting up my boys in New York like, yo, these dudes like, these dudes are like smart and they like super cool and they like put together this first crew. And it's, I would say it was... You know, before all of these like management crews came out, I mean, y'all were the first, I, I and y'all marketed even, I'm not it. Positive, y'all, there were any? No, at there the weren't. Time. Y'all were the first. Yeah. I would like, I w- in my head, in my view, I think y'all were the first, and y'all were like successful at it at marketing Ape Froman Showman at that time. Like well, we, we, were, we, we we invented the business model for a lot of things to come. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking laugh, <laughs> but when the mics aren't on and we're in the car, you're like, "Yeah, we fucking." Right? I mean, come I mean, on. We can we can talk about the we can have these talking points. But I will say this: we were able to go to various nightclubs across the Graham's country. A nice guy. This is all true, <laughs> um, and sell an Abe Froman night, which many people use now. But back then, we would a Sunday in some city would say it's Abe Froman, and we'd rotate, and the price would stay the same, right? And you'd get one of the guys on rotation. And um, so we did it multiple places. We did it in, um, well, I mean, a bunch of cities. But um, that was the beginning of that, like the branding part of it. And we did the Christmas cards, which we sent out, which, and we did the, uh, we did a bunch of photo shoots. Like, and the photo shoots were beyond, you know, at the time, if there was a photo shoot, here's me in a turntable, here's me in with my headphones, like holding, I mean, just like generic DJ photos across the board in the industry we aimed to make it more fun and more creative which is why we inserted uh you know our own taste if you, into can, the if you can if you can find that christmas card photo i can easily I mean, find I have that. one uh, i have one no i mean of course i have one and you have one but I, the, yeah. the, the the internets or the the one out there like someone was dressed as an elf someone was dressed as a reindeer someone was dressed as santa claus like, it was like all fucked well, up yeah it was obi was dressed as bad santa, bad yeah. santa. <laughs> we, that <laughs> might have predated bad santa we had we had a rabbi <laughs> someone was a christmas tree i think uh, five was the rabbi no five was no. the elf no the jew was oh, the yeah. rabbi 
Okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, who else is gonna be the fucking rapper? No, five was the elf. Stone was wearing speedos and a scarf, and I believe I was Ollie naked. Had. Obviously, <laughs> it, it reminded me of like like a jackass. Like these dudes don't take themselves seriously, but that's the but thing. They're you good can't, at what they like, do. Like we're right? playing records, we're not curing cancer, and right. that's always been the problem. Like these dudes are like, uh oh, I DJ, come to come see my performance. It's like, bro, you're playing other people's hit records, <laughs> and even if you're Calvin Harry and you're playing your own <laughs> hit records, <laughs> like you're just pushing play, bro. Like it's not that serious. Like you, you're a talented producer, and you can have your props, but like. You're, it's not that you're playing for drunk assholes that are going to scream your name anyway. But I mean, bringing this up back then, I don't think any like DJs. We didn't really take ourselves that seriously. Like, there were a couple dudes that were really flexible and sucking their own dick. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fellatio. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Well, I I don't know. Like in New York, we didn't like really take ourselves that seriously. I was about right? to say that in New York, it wasn't like that. I feel like I feel like New York, like L.A. Uh, at the time, man, maybe this is after that, but in L.A. and I'm sure New York was the same way. There was only a few dudes working, and everyone knew each other. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone was looking out for each other. Right. Yeah. And to get to penetrate that circle was very difficult. But right. Once you Definitely, were in, you man, were in. Yeah. But that's a great point. And that, now it's like every man for himself. Right. But at that time. And in the DJ community in LA, it sounds like it was the same in New York, yeah. right? If you were in the clubs and you were DJing the clubs, very rarely were you not like at a point where like, yo, that dude has some skill. He paid some dudes, and he's at this point, so like, he he's got to be a cool dude. Right. And it was like it was understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, if you made it, like the OGs would kind of like be like, hmm, let me let me let me check this dude out, yeah. and then they would check you out. And they would listen to you one night, and they'd be like, nah, that dude's cool. And they would come up and be like, yo, what up, man? I'm blah, blah, blah. Like, I remember Riz did that with me. Scissorhands did that with me. And then they kind of showed me respect. They were, at first, I remember my, one of my first gigs where I was at, like, uh, I think it was one in New York. Uh, that whole crew, like, they were just kind of like, I, I think I took one of their boys' jobs. And in New York, it was, it was there was a house DJ, and then it was a hip-hop DJ. Mm-hmm. So that was a budget for two DJs. And at that time, I was like, you know, one of the more up and coming, like, yo, this dude plays house and hip hop and he plays rock and he plays everything, which was like not understood at that time. So the promoters were like, I'm not going to pay two DJs when I could just get one DJ. Right. And I can pay them like almost not half, but maybe a little like 75 percent of what I already spent. Yeah. So like initially, these dudes were kind of hating. They would come and see me. They'd be like, yo, fuck that crooked you know, fuck crooked. Uh, crooked is too close to Crooklyn Clan. Can I say who it is? Huh? Can I say who it is? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but at the, I mean, it was just a misunderstanding. Well, you know what I mean? Wait, hold on. If he can't air <laughs> his shit out, then I. Well, he asked for permission, and you can ask me for permission, and I will grant it to you or not. <laughs> no, but so actually, so so out. actually, like yo, like Riz and Scissorhands came to like check me and be like, yo, is this legit? Because if it's not like, it, it was kind of like, like, if he's not legit, we'll step in and talk to the promoter. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I, I was like super nervous about. But, yo, like I had to pay those dudes. And I never ever saw those dudes like, yo, these dudes are like hating. I just saw like, I got to step it up. Like I just yeah, took, yeah. I, t- I took a motherfucker's job. That's got to warrant something, right? Yeah. So I I think at that time, it was probably similar in LA, right? Like, uh. uh yeah, I mean, I just, I think, I, I think that, 
Well, there were two. There were two, two, two lanes. I think there are two, right? There was like two different lanes. Oh, I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> um, there was like let's call let's call the AM lane like the 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 Us Weekly uh, uh, lane. You mean like whole pro- high profile event, high profile, high like, profile, yeah, and like the, the Brent Bolthouse shit. Yeah, sure. And then there was the the like hip, and not hip in the sense of 2017 Silver Lake dickheads, but like actually like hip cool people that are into art and shit like that. And that that was another lane, and all those dudes knew each other. I mean, everyone knew each other, and everyone was friends. But those dudes, there were two circles, and you either worked here, or you worked there. And if I couldn't work, and I called the promoter, and I'm like, "Yo, I can't work," Crooked's gonna do it, and they're like, "Yeah, cool, Crooked's fine." Because if you co-signed he's, it, he's in the it was, circle. It was done yeah, deal. he's in the circle. Right. It's all good. It's fine. And everyone had like their own flavor. Like one dude maybe played more dance hall and one dude maybe played more 80s records and one dude maybe played more old school rap records but it was all like good um but like you mentioned like one dude maybe specialized in reggae right yeah. like or so whatever the fuck right yeah. but if that dude came up to you and was like yo i'm about to cover your shift yeah. what do i need to play you would tell him what records to do and you would get, you actually no, help I him mean, out yeah right? no i would he wouldn't be like an exclusive reggae dude he would know like the records to play but yeah. maybe it was a little bit more Reggae centric or dance hall because mm-hmm. you only bring X amount of records to the gig, yeah. right? You're, you're yeah. traveling with crates. The vinyl days, yeah, yeah. The vinyl yeah. days yeah. This is prior to 2005. Yeah. So everything before 05 is all vinyl. But in LA, and I think this is the same for New York, um, due to the nature of the the nightclubs or the bars where everybody's spinning back then, you had to really um, service a lot of different types, which is why you wouldn't have a hip hop club per se or a rock and roll club or whatever. And it's really where, I mean, we can get into, like, the details of anthropology of DJing. And I would say that, like, Cool Herc is an open format DJ. He's playing multiple genres, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, to me, DJing is open format. That's intrinsic of it, right? Right. But coming into the modern definition of open format, L.A. and I think New York, we had to develop an open format style because you had to really, you had Dr. Dre in the club, but you had Slash in the club, right? And then you had some older folk in the club. So... You'd play contemporary stuff, but then you also have to like really, you'd have to service everybody who liked all kinds of music. And that's why you had these eclectic nights in Hollywood and Los Angeles and the same in New York. And so when I hear DJs say, oh, I made up, uh, you know, open format or I made up party rocking or whatever you want to call it, I go, eh. man, that evolved out of something else. No right. one who came up that? with the idea. There's people who have really? taken claim of like, oh, we a- invented am this. I, of- am I allowed to say their name? There's multiple names, so let's Come not on, say anybody. Say and one. I don't. Listen, I, went I, don't I went to get two. The, when we no, talk shit about people, it's to 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 air something out. You disservice on I, so many sides. You give them shine when I you don't understand. need to. I understand. And then also you fire a bullet across the yes, bow. It doesn't no, serve any yes, purpose. This I is understand. this is the dynamic of Stone Rock and Graham, though, right? It's, yeah, it's Germany and Switzerland Mar- always. Married married couple. It's America. Stone Stone is like the rec like kind of borderline reckless risk taker you know you you're the dude with like the machine gun you're the rambo you're like i'll take everyone out I, we got this. this this is what it is if graham and i have a hundred percent responsibility to say the right thing yeah i'll say 97 percent of it and graham will say three percent of it right and then graham will take the heat for it like man your fucking partner's an asshole and then his response will be but he's not wrong 
Right. Like you might not like what, the way he's saying it, but you got like a wrong. Kanye Jay Z thing a little. You have bit, to right? gauge your appetite for fucking stress and like how much you want to like do battle. You know what I mean? Is it worth it? Well, how is yes, it? Yes, yes. I mean, you, you, sometimes it's worth. It, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense to to get into it. You know what I mean? Do you think like you guys? So when you guys like DJ together, uh-huh. I mean. I know there's DJ duos out there. I honestly, I want to say and be bold to say that I think you guys were one of the first DJ duos out there. Yeah, well, one of the first. The Abe, yeah. the Abe from and Showman Central Nervous System t- took it t- it took a walk <laughs> and then became the captains of industry. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the original captains of industry was a DJ roster. Before there was two of us, there was a lot of us. And if we went back and like detailed who was on the roster, and I will mention some. I mean, early on, we had Ross one. Well, hold right? on a second. We had... There was the Captains of Industry, which was Graham and I, and then we we had the, right. the Koi I, Okay, pond, yeah, let me... Yeah, which was, which okay, was so <laughs> the management company. Just so people who don't know what, what we're talking about, yeah, we're talking okay. about, like, management. So, okay, like, yeah, here's shifting, right? yeah. It's not even management. It's not management. Okay, so there was the Captains of Industry, myself and Stone Rock, right? Right. There was, at that time... But that was... Uh, like evolutioned from Abe Froman well, showman. Yeah. Abe Froman kind of imploded. Yeah. Um, and then Graham and I were like, well, we're into each other. No pause. And we like the same <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and no homo. K-N-O-W. No and, homo. And uh, let's just do our own thing. Like this, this is a good model. Let's just like laser focus on the, the identity of the brand and like what it is. And it was, it was always super organic. Like everything that we did, it wasn't like like oh let's let's come up with this wild idea of of putting putting ourselves uh in like YMCA construction dudes on the cover of a mixtape right. and like throw out that gay thing like it was like no that's exactly what we're going to do it wasn't it wasn't uh we weren't reaching for it, it was like no 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 this is what's going to happen it's all organic and i'm only going to be wearing a tool belt like my ass cheek is going to be exposed a little bit on the side cuz i'm not wearing <laughs> nothing else like this 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 these are these were things that happened organically. Uh-huh. Um, but which, that being said, okay, from go. the yeah. duo, yeah. We, there was so much work back then that we said, let's get some like-minded folks, right? And let's start parsing the work out. You know, we can do this thing. So we had a third partner, um, Tao DiPolito, who would handle uh, the minutia. The logistics. Kind the of, logistics. Yeah. And then we had a bunch of DJs who were dope DJs. Uh, JR and like I said Ross and Adam 12 and Cheap Shot and uh, uh, was Bobby, White Shadow was Bobby French Bobby White Shadow French. And th- that was Koi Pond that this was, was the Koi, Koi Pond, Pond. Yeah. COI meaning Captain of Industry Koi Pond it was uh, a, oh okay yeah that's right that's right Marshall, yeah did I say Marshall Marshall Barnes, a, yeah, yeah we had it was a tight roster and it was yeah. fun so going down the timeline started A from Showman mm-hmm. then it went to uh, Koi Pond Captains mm-hmm. of Industry Captains right? Koi Pond. and then it that kind of it didn't implode, but it just then there you was, guys. We were working. I was working seven nights a week and two days a week. Like I was exhausted. Plus trying to run my part of the roster, you know. Right. And um, Am had come to us and said, "You should be over at Dexstar." Right. And you could work less and make twice as much. <laughs> and we fell for that hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then y'all went to Dexstar. We went to yeah. Dexstar for uh, for a second. I think we I think we committed to a year, six months. We didn't. We had lawyers looking at the paperwork, and I think that we were out before those that paperwork was even signed. Oh wow! Mm. We shouldn't yeah. even go down this path. It's no, like it's so a boring story. Right. Anyway. No, it's great. It's great. It's a boring story. It's anyway. Great. Well, moving. All right. So there's yeah, this, moving on. Well, moving <laughs> on. There's a big misconception. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, 
people think yeah. when you join a management company, yeah. right? Oh, it's my mm. favorite topic. Yeah. They think when you join a management company, and I get this, I get approached all the time. Y'all probably get approached. Everyone mm-hmm. gets approached. Can yo? Can we be down with your crew? Can we de- be down with your management crew? Yeah. They automatically think when you sign, or you don't even sign anything, but when you get into that management crew, you're gonna get dates. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, your life doesn't change. Your life actually goes to shit because unless you've done the work and created mm-hmm. the foundation and. Basically, you get a manager when you're so fucking busy that you can't book, you can't answer the call yourself exactly. right. yeah. to, to, do, to do the thing. You're like, okay, I need someone else to deal with this because mm-hmm. I'm too busy doing photo shoots, preparing the thing, traveling, whatever. I'll pay someone the whatever the percentage is now to, to handle this for me. And then the, that person is basically a, a glorified secretary. Yeah. So any of these guys that run management companies are glorified secretaries, and that's that's real. And if you think of it in those terms, and you're like, oh, this guy is just a secretary, then you're going to reevaluate when it's time to get a manager. Mm-hmm. Like your life, they they don't get you the gigs. Like going to scam. You basically got to like you got to create your following. You got to create a demand yeah. for nightclubs yeah. to be like, yo, I want this dude. You gotta pay your fucking right. dues. No yeah. one thinks you gotta. A lot of people don't dues. realize that. Yeah, they yeah. think they think. Oh, I'm gonna get some turntables. I'm gonna learn how to mix. I'm gonna get ten thousand followers on Instagram with a robot, and then I'm gonna go get on scam. <laughs> but that's yeah, but basically. That's, but that's yeah. actually possible now. It yes. is possible, but it's not sustainable. It, yeah, it's well, not sustainable. I mean, it's been sus- sustainable for some people. <laughs> sustainable, <laughs> like sustainable who? in the sense of like, like your career is not going to last. Like yeah, you, you like, might get in the door, but you're yeah, not. Yeah, like like at some point you have to deliver, right? right? At some point you you have to be a good DJ. You can't be shit. You can be shit for a while, but at some point someone's gonna be like, "This is not tight," or "This is pre-recorded," or "This is the same thing over and over and but over." But that's a, that's the thing, though. Nowadays they don't care. No one even gives a shit, really. Yeah, if you're paying the guy three hundred bucks a night. But if you're paying the guy tens and thousands of dollars because his dad's fucking famous, how long can that last? I mean, well, we can talk about this right now. Because what? <laughs> what was that? Hey, Jamie. <laughs> well, like, hey, Jamie. Well, no, that's you know, an edit. No, no, no. no. He, uh, a long time ago, I was asked to, to teach him how to DJ. And I was like, I don't think I want to do that because I, I don't know that. I don't know how serious he is about it. And the person that was trying to connect us was like, hey, this guy will teach you, but like, it's not going to be, it's going to be like uh, 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 Chandler teaching Rick Kane how to surf in North Shore. Like, you're going to get on the 100 foot, 10,000 pound wooden mahogany surfboard before you get on the little short bossy board to do, to do the tricks. Like, I'm going to run you through it. And it just didn't really happen. And then he got on and he did a little bit of DJing, but then now he's like, and he's like mm-hmm. not DJing, so I'm like, yeah, I guess that was short lived. Also, not sustainable. Like you can only run on the name for so long. Right, right. right. You know what Cut I mean? Cut all this part out. Why? <laughs> Why? It's a true story. What's the point of the story? The point of the story is that he he it one it supports my claim that it's not sustainable, and two he wasn't really into it's it. Sustainable for as long as you want it to be sustainable. No, I disagree. Eh. If you're not into it and you'd rather fish, go fucking fish. If I'm the sun i'm gonna fish all right day so long. A, right but think about that for a second so mm-hmm. it, if you're 
end up not being into it, that's mm-hmm. not not being sustainable. Not being sustainable is I still want to do no, it, but no two, one will they're, hire they're me. Two, they're two separate things. Well, here's, yes. here, here's a good here's a good thing because I kind of I kind of uh, it's a parallel to me to like what's going on in like music, mm-hmm. right? To the point where popularity is more important than the substance or the the, yeah. the actual product that's mm-hmm. being sold. Does that make sense? No way, bro. Well, I, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm totally joking. <laughs> <laughs> because basically, if you have 50,000 followers mm-hmm. or 100,000 followers yeah, no, or more, more. I have more. Right. If yeah. you have more. I have more. <laughs> does it like the, the way the nightclubs look at it? Yeah. If this motherfucker has 150,000 followers, I don't give a fuck, honestly, if they can DJ or not because they're going to bring a certain like clientele or yo this like this chick is a model and she brings model chicks to the fucking club and those though because those model chicks are going the dudes go and buy the bottles so i don't really give a fuck if she can dj or not like even if it's just like an hour or an hour and a half it's worth it to me because i'm filling up my club you know what's cheaper than doing that (laughs) just going to your local modeling agency and comping bottles in whatever market you're in uh that's 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 a possibility and getting a dj who's competent for way less so you're spending less and getting the same result but your room doesn't suffer sorry bye the the nightclubs now cater to the one dude that's uh that's spending a hundred grand on a tuesday they're not catering to the two thousand other people which is a problem because the one dude who who has the ability to spend a hundred grand on a tuesday doesn't give a fuck about one favor, one nice thing, one gesture that you've done. He's going to bounce, and he's either going to be stoked because he got some pussy, or he's not going to be stoked because he didn't get any pussy. And the 2,000 other people that are there are going to be like, nah, it wasn't that tight. And right. they're just going to go to the next spot. And those 2,000 people now are advertising your nightclub as not that tight. Like, yeah, uh, there are people that are popping off or whatever, but I didn't get to drink that champagne. I didn't get to drink that whiskey. I didn't get to drink at the table. I was over here butts to nuts, like listening to shitty DJing and shitty music, and wasn't that good. So now they go from wherever they were at to wherever they're from, and they're like, yeah, that wasn't that tight. And now you're now what are you doing? You're creating negative press. But you made a hundred grand on a Tuesday for one table. I mean, but you do agree that that's going on. Yeah, yeah 100%. hundred percent. So and 100%. listen and. But it's parallel to music because like look God. at music, right? If like Instagram follower, like uh, like uh, Instagram dude has a following of uh, two hundred thousand or half a million, mm-hmm. right? He's gonna automatically be like, "Yo, fuck it, I'm just gonna start rapping, even though I can't rap." Mm-hmm. And then they'll they'll be this support system like the Catch Me Outside girl, yeah. uh, Boonk, right? The Boonk, uh, yeah. Sa, what is that? Fat Boy, Fat Boy S S E. So there's all these like Instagram dudes like rapping now that shouldn't be rapping. Well, I, I'm no, I'm not in a position to say who should or should not because, I mean, as 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 painful as to say, catch me outside, girls. She has a flow. She, she got a flow, <laughs> which I never thought I'd be saying, but I, I, I haven't even heard this. Song. Nobody can take ownership of music these days because it's accessible to everybody. There was a point where you had to have a certain stock to, you know, swim in certain waters, but you don't have to have that anymore. They've lost their context. Well, like like y'all still, I mean. Do y'all still have a love for DJing? Yeah. Uh, yes. Do you? Lo- I mean, since 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 I I dialed back my DJing, since I've dialed back <laughs> my DJing, um, and not have to do it anymore. Right. 
I, I've fallen in love with it again. So even the shitty gigs, I'm like, yeah, it's shitty, but it could be worse. Right. Whereas, yeah. whereas when I was working seven days a week and I run into a shitty gig, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get drunk. And that's the end of that. Right. Because mm-hmm. this fucking sucks and this life sucks. So if you guys <laughs> still have a love for DJing, mm. right? Mm. Do you guys... That's why you I gotta have a love for the music. A that's why bit, I don't right? use CDJs. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> but you guys gotta love the music a little bit. Some right? of it. Yeah, Some of you it. gotta learn to yeah. love it. No, yeah. He's really Graham's really good at uh, adapting. Find no finding finding uh, something uh, enjoyable about the song. Like oh, I like this song for this thing, and then he can and then he can play it. I'm not so receptive to new music. It takes a little bit more for it to penetrate uh, my set. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I get there eventually. But you have to, yeah, you have to enjoy. You have to enjoy the music because if you don't enjoy what you're selling, you're not going to sell anything. Because mm. yeah, like I, I fucking hate it when I, when I, you know, like when I talk to older DJs or DJs like seasoned DJs or veteran DJs, and they're like, "Yeah, I fucking hate the music. I I'm hate seasoned. this and all that." Yeah, I just said I learned to love it. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> saying I hate when I when I see other motherfuckers. No, but it does suck though. I mean, there's like, still you, good music out there. Though. It's it's. It, it, it's, it's good music compared to the other stuff that's coming out but like if we look at the and I, 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 I always wonder if I sound like my dad but I think that it's actually worse uh, if you look at the history of music I think that right now it's really fucking shitty like no, I think it's you know really crap and I think, I think the scientific reason is because any asshole with a laptop can make a can, song, can make a song yeah. on a fright, flight from LAX to JFK. You don't require a studio. There's no investment. There's no training. Right. There's no mm-hmm. like music theory. There's no. There's. Do you just? I want to make a song. But that's what makes when there's a good song come out. It really stands out. You're like, yo, that's right, a good right. one. Yeah. And that doesn't mean the most popular one. You know, because there's popular ones. I'm like, ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. But when a good one comes out, you're like, man, okay, that one rises yeah, because that's the one. there's still good artists and there's still good music. Mm-hmm. We go through this back and forth all the time. Do you feel that technology has hurt the process? Like for now, yeah. nowadays, like we're hearing artists in their demo stage. Yeah, nine yeah, times out of ten. Okay, yeah. So, not a so the product. technology has gotten rid of the buffer, and that has its po- positive aspects. Just like when film became easier to, to put out, right? And it has its negative aspects. The positive aspects would be you might find an artist would get some exposure that would never because of the way the industry used to be set up would never get any shine any should right right so that's a positive aspect there's more outlets for you to put your music out and uh, yeah no no suit should tell you what you can and can't uh, be exposed to right the negative aspect is of course there's plenty of outlets to put out your music and no one's kind of shepherding you towards what it needs to sound like or what it should be sounding like or what's relevant um so it goes both ways you know yeah um i'm not sure which one is more detrimental to music um i mean technology ruined djing as far as i'm concerned it ruined photography as far as i'm concerned it ruined uh making music it ruined the distribution of music i mean you can literally get a hundred songs a day sent to you and from everyone and you you don't know what like what like what am i what am i supposed to do with 700 songs a week like right. which Listen is which them. is the one there is not the one that's that's the yeah thing, but there you know? used to be the one because there was time yes. spent to make it the, the one. one i get it and develop yeah. and everything yeah 
I get no, it. There's none. I think I'm I'm on the fence because yeah. I I do like how there was a filter. Yeah. And A yeah. and R was a filter at a record label, right? Mm-hmm. They would go through like a Chris Brown, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. I can't really There's like fucking 40 songs in that right On the new record Yeah On the new album Yeah, There's 45. like 40, 45 songs on that album uh, There's like Little Pump coming out There's all these dudes coming out We always talk about like uh, Playboy Cardi Magnolia Yeah 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 Like yeah. how that Like that didn't needed like A producer Or yeah. like an A&R in there Telling them like No this works This is great Let's keep this energy But let's bring some structure To this shit yeah. Cause it just sounds like a hot mess. Yeah, it sounds like two dicks in a f- in, in this closet <laughs> making a, making a song and then putting it on SoundCloud. Exactly. A song that I like a lot, "The Race" by TK. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, TK or TK. I don't TK. know. The Mexican TK. Guy from, yeah, uh, that's a dope song. But the structure on that song is a fucking mess. Like, yeah. it, I don't even know what yeah. the fuck's going. Like, I don't know how to drop no, it because no one knows how to make music. Yeah, dude, quick at it, man. I know. You know what I'm talking about, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm just waiting for like a song that comes out that that has a eight bar intro and then a hook and then an outro and that's it. And that, no, that's no. that's the, the release. The only dude doing shit like that right now that I can think of would be like, I don't know, like a Russ. I like Russ. Yeah, yeah. he kind of has like the that old structure shit, but a lot of young motherfuckers hate him. Yeah, but they hate him because he's not like on that lean. Sandy like, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like he has somebody that's kind of like orientated him like, yo, you should do this, do that. There's still those guys out there that will, you know, mentor you into, you know. What's the Kendrick Lamar camp? Top top dogs? Top dogs. Those guys kill it. Yeah. Their songs, yeah. that, like the the music that they make, like sonically and everything, yeah. it's great. SZA to uh, Schoolboy Q. We right? said that yeah. like to all the first albums from that camp have been incredible yeah they're great like like, like why can't more people uh, apply themselves like that right maybe because they, they don't want to be tamed by the labels and shit like that but i don't but know it just makes sense for yeah. the artists like, like to yeah. come out except kendrick lamar is no- nominated for a grammy again right yeah right yeah. so for like do your fucking mumble rap closet bullshit or hey. or hire or hire <laughs> or hire well, some real. I'm people. curious, man. How do you feel about like like mumble rap and all of this shit? I just don't. I just don't. There's no substance to me. There's no substance. There's a, some of it's good. No, some a, of it's good and catchy, but there's no substance. There's a statement that I like that Stone Rock said. Uh, he plays bad music good. Yeah, I play bad music very well. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> He's the DJ from last night. Yeah, no, he, that, that is Graham's line. Oh, yeah, Graham's yeah. line. Oh, it was, that, it was on a video, and I saw yeah. it, and it was both of you guys, and I was just like... It's my catchphrase. Yeah, I'm like, that is definitely the way to look at it. What yeah. video are you talking about? It was a... I don't know. It was this Red Bull shit y'all did. Y'all were in the bus. Oh, yeah, the Red yeah. Bull DJ team. That video was Which tight. Was yeah, that yeah. video is mad dope. And then... Um, but yeah, he said that, and I was like... Because oh, there was a point where I just wasn't motivated to even dj because everything sounded the same and it was that like and then it never stopped being that way <laughs> it was that it was that like that that mustard beat shit and yeah, it was just sure. like everything sounds the same yeah so well listen you can go back to the vinyl days and uh you know you got like the neptunes and they'll like discover a like a a sound bank on their triton and then like literally produce a million songs from that sound bank right. and then move on to the next sound bank and yeah. they sell every one of those songs for a hundred thousand bucks yeah but every one of those songs sounded different yeah i know what he i know what i know what Graham is saying. Yeah, yeah. the same i understand right the same drum pattern yeah, yeah, I drum pattern the same same sound yeah at a certain point yeah khalees album yeah 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 the Ray J record. I mean, like, yeah. there's all these ones from this time period, and they're all dope songs. I mean, I'll play these songs, but 
you're like, oh, that's that era of Neptunes, mm-hmm. right? In, in retrospect, yeah. they're the greatest songs ever made. Well, that's a funny thing because, I mean, even when the first Biggie record came out, I was like, all right, whatever, right? Now you listen to your, oh, this is a great record because it's it has legs and uh, it sounds better than most of the stuff that comes out now. In time, really In well. time, right. And um, you have to kind of even approach current day music like that too. You know, it's not all bad. It's just you have to see who's going to, Stand the test of time, but most of it is bad. But I, I just—I <laughs> just think I think there's more marketing. I think there's more mark like the bad yeah, music. It just course. has more legs because the antics, there's be, the artist antics mm-hmm. are more powerful than the actual music. Does that make right. sense? In 1996, yeah. if you put out a record, the only tools you had were radio, MTV, nightclub, BT, nightclub. That's it. Now you have. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook, SoundCloud. Netflix, Snapchat, the other thing, the other thing, the other thing. And, and everyone needs content. Everyone needs content. They're like desperate for content. Because it's yeah. TV, right? It, it's, well, it's, it's whatever. TV, TV internet, it's whatever. Every, it's, it's a 24-hour news cycle. Do you remember when the TV used to turn off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Right? <laughs> like at like 12 or whatever? Like it, was, yeah. Yeah. it was like around <laughs> 2 yeah. o'clock. It, or, yeah, it just, it just died. TV doesn't turn off anymore. Like you 24/7 have to, now. You have to fill those hours. You have to fill the internet. You have to fill the website. You have to fill. But see, TV was controlled, right? Mm-hmm. Now, wh- wh- who the fuck controls FDA? Whatever the fuck the FCC. Yeah. FCC. The internet is the Wild West. It's the right. fucking yeah, Wild West. FCC right? about to change that too. You, Don't what? sleep. Really? Yeah, yeah. They can Cr- FCC overseas. How internet. the fuck can they control the internet? I do told you, you in China and China they turn off the internet. Yeah, they do. It's we a communist country, bro. But I, that's you said it yourself. Someone needs to turn off the internet for a while. Do you think like, that we live in a democracy? Huh? Do you think we live in a democracy? What in America? Yeah. Oh man, we're gonna get deep like this. Let me give you. <laughs> let me give you a go. Album. Let's go. All the way in, in the closet. Go. Where are you going with it? No, let's, let's not. Let's talk about talk DJ shit. <laughs> well, no, going back to like being on the fence with the music, good and bad, like not having format, it's bad. But then you have someone like SZA that just came out with her album, and it's not your typical formatted album, but it's amazing. No, Hey Hey Ya to me, Hey Ya is one of the most confusing songs ever known to man. Outcast, Outcast. yeah, yeah. Hey Ya. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to bring it in. I don't know how to mix out of it. I don't know what the fuck to do with that song. That's not because it doesn't follow like that, an eight bar. Yeah, that's right. not entirely true. But it's it's not it's it's totally curious. It's totally out of the box. But like it was it was on purpose. It was intentional. Right. Someone was like, okay, we're gonna do this thing, and it's gonna be like this, and it's gonna blow people's minds, and it did. If you do it because you're an idiot, it's just a mistake. Right. And if you keep doing it, it's just continued mistakes. Like right. if every song you put out is wrong mm-hmm. well then you're just doing it wrong right yeah but you know but, but, if, but if every song is wrong and it pops then something is right about it except except like you said there's so many things to influence that pop right it might not be the song uh-huh. it might be the internet it might it be might that be that fashion. video yeah. might be that video that yeah might be the thing that they wear might be who they're fucking it might be who their dad is <laughs> <laughs> going back to that <laughs> uh do you guys get like 
Like, do you guys want to like to watch the Grammys? At, like, with the music going? I haven't on watched any of the award shows in a hundred years. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I really don't. We're gonna actually go into the Grammys a little bit and talk about. Great segue. I know. I'm gonna this tell you. Is, you know, I I walked in here. I thought this was an amateur podcast. <laughs> this is a very professional. <laughs> this is great segues. Yeah, because you know, let me bring up. We trying, let me bring man. up two things about the uh those the, the governing bodies okay wait wait you're gonna break down how the grammys work i'm gonna the voting I'm, and shit i'm gonna give you some insight into it can you on okay. two levels that's, that's great because i want to know no i mean i'm not a, i'm not a member of the of no the, no but i don't even know how the fuck it works who's no, fucking voting right who's nominating who this is what, this is the what fcc I'm no it's not the FCC. picks the nominees no <laughs> there was an, there was a about two or three years ago there was a circumstance where th- this guy that no one had heard of and had like 300 views on his music video was nominated along with Cascade and and Dead Mouse and all these guys. What right? was his name? You don't remember? I can't remember. That's I mean, my point. I remember you, this. You remember? Yeah, a couple of years ago. And this and everybody. Yeah. So the, the nominations for the Grammys come out for best electronic record, and everybody's like, "Who is this dude? We no one's ever heard of this dude." Well, the dude got on that list because he lobbied within his Facebook community of Academy members. Grammy, whatever the governing body of the Academy is, right? Well, who are they built of? It covers a wide spectrum of people, which is why for the movie Academy in the last couple of years, they've made a push to be more diverse with who's included in the membership, right? So this goes for the same for the, the Music Academy, whatever it's called. If you're not exposed to everything, or if you're you know uh, 60 and don't know anything about electronic music, you're still voting on electronic music. You're still voting on hip-hop. You're still voting on heavy metal, whatever it is. And my dad is a member of the Film Academy, right? right. For the Motion Picture Academy, right? So I know what he's exposed to and what he's not exposed to. And he makes the effort to make sure he's aware of what's going on. But he's confronted with a ton of categories. I mean, my dad's not an expert of sound editing, right? But you still weigh in who's the best, who wins best so sound editor. At, at some point, they could just be voting off of like pure popularity. Imagine, like I don't, I don't no, know. No, not even popularity. Just really imagine this. Tell, imagine this. Tell, tell the Three Six Mafia story. Okay, I will. Hold on. But <laughs> imagine coming across like so. You're an older person who's been in the academy. You don't really care about hip hop or EDM or whatever, and you're going down the list of stuff to vote for. And you come across electronic category, right? You don't know any of these artists, with the exception of the one guy who's been lobbying you within your Facebook community. That's the only mm. name you've ever heard of. Who gets the vote? This guy who got, gets nominated, right? He likes my pictures. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> he likes my pictures on Facebook. Why Whatever not? it is. I'm just saying, like, because someone gets nominated for a Grammy or not get nominated for a Grammy, it, there's, not a whole lot of, uh, there's not a whole lot of concrete um, qualifications. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and it sucks to say because a lot of artists are like, wow, I have a Grammy and this means something. And it should, but... I'm just saying there's it's a level more where like whoever's on that academy and whoever's on their radar is going to get the nomination kind of or voted in. Yeah, or right? they know about I mean there was I mean years ago um uh like Jethro Tull won best hard rock record over Metallica, right? And everybody's like what the what's going on here? It's because the people who are voting for it are out of touch. And not everybody's out of touch. I'm just saying that there is an element and that's why, you know, we're going to get into the Q-tip thing here, I know, but yeah. This is why this exists because not everybody who's voting for best hip hop artists or best album, whatever it is, in that circumstance, knows about it. Is living that, right? And it's, don't talk about Three Six Mafia, but <laughs> this so, is the best 
story. So my, like I said, my dad Ever. is a member of the Academy and he, and he votes every year. But By the way, your dad won the Academy Award, right? No, that's not true. He um he won three of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, that was dope. <laughs> um, no. So and like I said, my dad makes an effort to be aware of what's happening, but. Um, at the time when Three Six Mafia was nominated for "It's Hard Out Here yeah. for a Pimp," right, <laughs> mm-hmm. for an Oscar for and best won. best song, uh, he was my dad was living in New Zealand at the time. He was working on Lord of the Rings movies, right? Mm-hmm. So we were doing the. Um, I was I was making him aware of the nominees over the phone because it the 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 uh, pamphlet or whatever had come to the house, and I'm I go okay, best song is. Whoever it was, Dolly Parton, uh, Randy Newman, whatever, and then I go, and it's hard out here for a pimp. It took me like ten minutes to convince my dad that I was not joking with him. Like he's like, "Come on, what, come on, tell me the truth." I go, "No, no, it's hard out here for a pimp by Three Six Months." He's like, "No, nah, you're, you're messing with me." And it took a long time to convince him otherwise. And um, I mean, finally, I was like, "No, man, I'm, uh, listen." How did he ultimately vote? I would imagine he voted for Three Six Mafia, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, well, that is the correct move. I mean, that's a tight song. I used to play it a lot anyway. Yeah, it's a dope song. It does. I enjoy it. So when Q-Tip, right, so recently Q-Tip was on Instagram, and, yo, like, we really never hear from this dude, like, on some shit like this, but on this level. But he was on Instagram, like, going fucking nuts. He was going at Ninth Wonder, who I guess is on the Academy or on, on the whatever. Whatever it is. I'm not sure what the governing body is. And then uh, he was just ranting because the the last Tribe Called Quest album, right? Uh, I forgot the name of it. The fuck is it? Well, the last Tribe Called Quest album did not. We, we got it from here or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we got it from here. Yeah. Did it didn't make it to Thank you for your nomination. Yeah, Thank yeah, you for your yeah, service. Yeah. It, wasn't, uh, it wasn't nominated. And he was flipping out because the Grammys hadn't performed a year before and all of this shit. Yeah. So, like, I was thinking in my head. He's mad about fucking them performing last year because I don't think those performances are cheap. <coughs> like cheap? Yeah, like they're expensive to put those shows together. Oh, okay. And then like he has to put up the money, or the label usually has to has to put up the money and be like, "Yo, you're oh, gonna the perform." Grammy at the doesn't Grammy? pay for that shit. The Grammys don't pay for that, do they? I, I think the they paid for the Grammy Award show. No, the label has to put up the money for that show. That's crazy. Because the Grammys are the platform. And so like what? so it's like all right we want to invite you to, to, to like honestly if you perform at the grammys you sa- i feel like your sales go up because you're hitting like a, a wide spectrum of people watching the grammys right right so like usually like they'll do a tribute album to like fucking you know uh billy joel right or uh, here's a tribute award to billy joel and then all of a sudden like billy joel's sales go up like okay, but who him. who plays when when they do a tribute to billy joel and it's lady gaga kid rock uh, that's the it's like an honor thing right yeah so who pays for that no I think it's just like an honor thing or like I don't know I don't see I don't know this shit I'm an idiot and when it comes to this <laughs> on a lot of things I'm an idiot I'm a more I'm like I'm talking shit and in now, my head now we're back to amateur hour yeah well, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's been amateur hour since you fucking got in front of the mic man I'm telling you on our side but yo that's what I'm th- I, I'm thinking from what I heard like let's say I, I remember hearing from someone where they were like, yo, they, we got a chance to perform at the Grammys. What's the budget from our label? What is the label going to put up? Do the, does the artist pay some of that back from record sales? See, I didn't know that. If that's right. true, if that's true, I would be tight, too. That's why I would be when, super tight when too. Q-Tip was flipping out yeah. on the video, it, I mean, I'm not going to say it was like Tyrese, but it was that like that right. pain when you like lose a shit ton of money and you made like a sacrifice. 
Right. Like, yeah. like what? Like what more do you want? Like, we, we flew out there. <laughs> like, yo, we flew out there. We I, we put up a hundred couple thousand for the show. We made it a big thing, and then we, from that, from us doing that. You kind of hinted that we were going to be nominated. They're probably right. having like meetings like after the show, like, dude, that performance was crazy. Yo, you're going to be surprised next year. You're going to get on the nominations or like, yo, like we definitely got you on the radar. And I think it didn't happen. It didn't go through. And just so we clear, the, the nominees were Migos, Culture. Tyler what is this for? Best rap album? Yeah, best rap album. Uh, Jay Z's Four Four Four, Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Rhapsody has the Layla's Wisdom. Uh, culture by Migos and then the Flower Boy Tyler. Tyler I'm, I'm so impressed that you just know that like off the top of your head. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> but see, like, I don't, I don't think he had. I understand that he's heated, but that's a good lineup for a fucking Grammy nom- nomination not, for. It's Rabbi. not bad. It's yeah. good. It's good. It's I mean, good. it's bet. I think all the nominees this year is on point. Yeah, they I got. Do. It. I think they got, they got, it, right they got it right, right? this year. Didn't they say it was like the least white people or some shit? <laughs> no, there was uh, first <laughs> time there's not a, a white person, a not, white male solo artist in the nominated for album of the year. Yeah, album of the year. You guys being two white dudes, do you guys take offense to that? No, I'm cool. No. <laughs> I mean, I, who? I'm, I'm of the opinion that the old white man needs to die off so we can get some progression in this world. <laughs> oh, <wow>. oh. <laughs> You don't want to go down that road? <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm just not white, so I can't really no, say that. Like, if I like, say that, I f- it's like I feel like I feel like I feel like all the dudes that are fucking shit up, including the Grammys, are just old white dudes, right? Like old and well, well, again, this is why these governing bodies have made a push in the last few years to be more diverse, to have a a, a broader net of opinion. For what should be, <laughs> what should be? Uh, Stone Rock comes in, he's like, know? all the old white dudes need to die, and then Graham comes in, like, well, you know, yeah, like, yeah, uh, it's, it's, the spectrum needs to change. It's, 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 it's Germany, <laughs> Germany, Switzerland, Germany, Switzerland, Listen, Germany, Switzerland. I don't, I'm not going to be nominated for Grammy. I don't care if they do it or not. I, I, I have, I have no dog in that fight. But do you agree that like all, all, all the old white dudes should, do, they need to die off? I mean, I like my, I like my dad. Your dad, your dad is is the exception. But like, generally speaking, like all these shitheads in in government, and all these shitheads at the Oscars, and all these shitheads running studios, and all these shitheads running labels, like they just need to go. Like, just go. Like, stop holding on. Just go. Get your golden parachute. Bounce. And let somebody cool deal with it. Well, it's like the right, Supreme Court. Well, you's gonna die off. Yeah, you brought <laughs> kill the, them all. You, Even the the black guy, Clarence Thomas. That guy's the worst. Oh yeah, I, I think he sleeps all. I don't think he's even awake for <laughs> half, of the, half of those trials. Like you see him, he's like. <laughs> you mentioned this before, though. You earlier when we were talking a little bit. Mm-hmm. You said, "Does the Tribe album even warrant warrant a Grammy nomination?" Yeah, I I wonder. I wonder if it. If I haven't heard all the nominees, so I can't say. But I listened to the Tribe album, and I'm like, okay, this is a good hip hop album. But and everyone was like, ah, it's the greatest thing that's ever come out ever. And I'm like, okay, is it good in comparison to everything that surrounds it? Is it good because of nostalgia? Because you wanted a try, you like, you wanted a Tribe album. Is it good because it's their last album and you know it? Is it good because Fife just died? Like. Or is it just good on its own? I don't know. I enjoy listening to it. I just listened to it. You shouldn't get a nomination by default. Yeah, like yeah, you, right. like yeah. you, you, you know what I mean. And you shouldn't get a nomination just because you did a performance the year before. Because that was fucking last. And year. I don't know who you would take off this list. To be honest, I mean these five, these five I nominees mean, are are solid. Yeah, I didn't yeah. listen to the Tyler the Creator album, so it's pretty tight. But um, for all the yeah. reasons you mentioned, I feel like people 
are attached to it, and especially Q-Tips yeah, attached and to may, it because and, and, of the fact yeah, that Fife's gone. Exactly. It's, it's like 20 years. Album. God knows what that guy... I mean, you see the way he, he is about about putting out records. Like It's, it's, a, it's a process. He's a perfectionist. Yeah. I'm sure he spent a lot of time on that record. <coughs> and he's bummed because it's... It, that was like the last shot. Right? Yeah, and it's well, never gonna happen. And guess what? Again. He has an outlet that he, that no one, you know, you right. wouldn't have in prior years to express how he feels about it. You know, like the game's done, changed. Well, Q-Tip doesn't have a grand funk there. Yeah, to like to Jay, filter. like yo, don't it's like filter that reeling shit. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 To the, the Q-Tip, the Q-tip <laughs> whisper. Uh-huh. To Crooked's point, the way he feels is almost like. Damn, I lost some money. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, I think it was on some like, yo, we we played the game, mm-hmm. we went out there, we performed, mm-hmm. we like shook hands, and we tried to play the game. And y'all yeah, played. Let us. me ask you a question. Do you ever watch The Wire? Yeah, of course. What happened to Stringer Bell? He tried to play the game, man. They don't care. The 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 the, the upper echelon doesn't care. Yeah, the upper echelon, the old white dude. Stringer Bell tried to play the play the game, and what happened to him? Yo. Going back to the Tribe album, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of saw the Tribe album like Star Wars The Force Awakens. I didn't like that movie, but it did really well. Yeah. A lot of motherfuckers saw it. And I, I just thought... They, they were hyped because it was a Star exactly, Wars Exactly, it was Star yeah, Wars. haven't done yeah. it in a long time. Yeah. And I got to be honest, like I love Tribe. I, like, I, I fucking worship Q-Tip. Yeah. But I think there was a couple elements that were not in there. First of all, I think Five wasn't alive. And I think another thing that Chris Lighty wasn't alive. Mm. So Chris Lighty was the violators, was the but then Tribe Called Quest management. He was the dude that would be like, remember, there was an interview in the documentary that uh, Michael Rappaport did on Tribe Called Quest, remember? Yeah. When it, there, he was, uh, Q-Tip was doing Low End Theory. Very good documentary. Go Very good it. documentary. Yeah. Uh, and Chris Lighty was like, give me the fucking album already. Yeah. Yo, Q-Tip, you're working on it too much. Yeah. No, you're saying nothing's ready, kid. And he's the dude that was just like, yo, it, you're overproducing it. And that's what this new album sounded like. It sounded overproduced. And it, I don't know, like, if I can say that, there was an anxiety in that album. Like, it was not fun. There was a lot of pressure. It was, like, dark, a little dark. And it was just like, and I was like, yo, this doesn't sound like Tribe. And the, you're missing that, like, Fife Dog kind of, like, the same. Th- I, you know? st- I felt the same way about the what was the the, the white the white one with find a white love movement. Yeah, the love movement. Yeah. Yeah. I was just kind of like, eh, it's okay. I really didn't like that album. Yeah, I was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. But like everything before that, just banger, 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 banger. But it, when you watch a documentary, like there was like that some turmoil or whatever was yeah. going yeah. on. I mean, that was pretty that bad, man. What? The, I mean, the yeah. that the turmoil. Just, yeah. yeah, that that inner the yeah. the problems with him and yeah. Fife, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. De La Soul, when they were like, yo, I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could tell that shit was going on for like years, yeah. bro. Like decades, maybe. They're not the know. only band to, to to exist like that. You I know, know I'm, I'm sure. Well, fucking, I feel uh, like Five brought that fun element. Like Q-Tip was the workaholic, but Five was more. But I just think it was like there was a resentment. Like I think like Five would come in and you didn't know what time he was going to come in. Uh-huh. But like when he came in, it was like fun and he would drop it. And it wasn't maybe the best verse, but it just lightened up the song. I mm-hmm. think Five was like the soul of it. Like he was just the energy, the fun. No, I think Fife was the dude that made it <coughs> palatable. Palpable? I don't know. Like made it digestible for regular people. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. No. Like he kind of brought like the everyday like Working you know, man. like like this like not simple minded but just like not ap- like yo, Q-tip like his rhymes are dope but sometimes it's like cerebral, bro. Yeah, A lot yeah, of the shit he does. Yeah. 
And then Q-Tip just brought it down to like, you know, like, you know, bust off on your couch. Now you got semen furniture. Yeah. You know, like he does those similes and shit like that. Those you don't metaphors. like that intelligent rap? I like that. I mean, Van Glorious. Let's uh, <laughs> X Clan. I mean, I love X Clan. Let's stop talking about washed up rappers and talk about some washed up DJs. <laughs> okay, oh. I was gonna go into that. Uh, you guys being open format DJs, do you guys have a definition for it? Because we've seen um, it evolves. It, it evolves. You know, like, uh, and also, you know, this goes back. You took it any terminology that's been applied to DJing. You know, use mashup as an example. Yeah. I mean, people started using that. Uh, uh, they would apply it to things that weren't necessarily mashup. I mean, even back then, we would say DJing's mashup. Like, yeah, like I mash for two, three, four, who the five fuck started hours. Started that horrible term. Mashup, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think I know the answer. But Let's, I'm not who cares? Say. No, but like, isn't DJing <laughs> mashup? I mean, that's what you're doing. You're like, you're, you're layering you stuff all that? night long. Mashup? No way. Can you imagine? No, that comes something better than say. that. Huh? Go, no, because that you can't. You can't. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can't. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I think I know. Why speculate? Speculation. Well, <laughs> in, in, in the, in the, uh, in the world of the internet outrage machine, I can say whatever I want and it will be true. Well, do a Instagram story after we leave here. <laughs> Ain't going uh, to rent. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, so these terms that get applied to DJing, um, you know, it might start as one thing, and then once it like permeates into the culture, it can be mean something else. So someone might say it's mashup, and they're like, "Wait, that's not mashup. What are you talking about?" Um, so the same thing for open format. Unfortunately, like like I said earlier, I feel like. Um, DJing at its very core is open format intrinsically, right? Because if you look at the guys who developed DJing from the very start, they were uh, they were playing all genres. They were they were mashup DJs. They were open oh. format DJs. Um, Wait, open format? Where the fuck did that word come from? That term? I think that I think there was a time, like you said, I think there was a time. Okay, wait, because in, in the late 90s, 2000s, we didn't call that shit mashup or open format. We were just DJing. Called DJing. Just DJing. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. but, but, but right before that, like you said, there was the dance, like the electronic DJ at the club, and it's the same thing in LA. And then there was the hip-hop DJ at the club. And when those two things came together, you naturally had to play for both parties, right? When there wasn't two rooms anymore, now there's only one room. Right. You had to naturally play, or to Graham's point, you had to play for Dr. Dre, Elton John, mm-hmm. uh, er- Eric Garcetti, whoever's in but the room. But that was just DJing, right? Okay, for so us, for us, it was so just DJing. For, for for instance, I would have to say, like, mashup, horrible fucking term, horrible yeah. idea. A yeah. Night, oh, yeah. A nightclub started that in my head. Maybe. Ah, I'm not positive, man. Uh, well, and then well, the, here here's my but thing. that's my point. Their interpretation of right. DJing was mashup, but what they were talking about was like rock beats mixed with rap lyrics yeah. or whatever like that. And then they wanted that, and that you know for a fact you can't do a two hour set like that. It's fucking no. horrific. Yeah. Well, why? Also, if you have like one huge song in one genre and another huge song in another genre, why would you put them together in three minutes? Why not take the six minutes and let everybody live? The point of DJing is the reaction, <laughs> right? Like you're playing songs for a reaction. Yeah. So why would you pull away? If you're just going to get one reaction out of two songs, you can get the reaction. Why would you do that to Because we initially call that blends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, that was a blend. Yeah. Like if, uh, like, like a Von G yeah. mixtape, uh-huh. he used to do uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mr. Uh-huh. R&B. And Z Trip. And P. And all these guys. What was the yeah. famous Kick Capri one? He would do 
uh, check the rhyme with check the rhyme instrumental with um, Sweet Tea. And, uh, Sweet Tea, it's my beat. It's my yeah. So I thought it was Fleetwood Mac. Don't stop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but like it was called Blends, and then some somebody called it a mashup, which is horrific. And it's then probably just someone trying to brand it as a thing. Yeah, and then that was the time around MySpace, so then everyone was a mashup DJ, yeah, right? I was not. Yeah, I was not. We oh no, that's not it. true. I remember hearing like a, a uh, like a radio commercial that I was Las Vegas is number one mashup cowboy. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Playing two hundred songs a minute. <laughs> Yo, nuts. so then, and then the EDM wave came, right? Yeah. And then, open format came out. Like that term started like two years ago, or something. It's, open it's, format. Yeah, that term. I know. I heard it before that. Really? Yeah, I heard yeah. it. I heard it in the '90s when I was. So when I first started DJing, it was during the era of. Either you're an electronic DJ or you're a hip hop DJ, and and I was playing everything. Yeah. So I would get fired from clubs because I was like, why is this dude playing these disco records and these rock records and these rap records? I wasn't playing too much like dance, but I had a couple house records, so I'd get fired, and people were very confused because it's like, oh, this isn't hip hop and it's not electronic, so what the fuck is happening? And then when it, when open format, I'm doing rabbit ear air quotes, um, <laughs> came around and like. 99 98 i don't know whenever it was um when it became a thing and i started continue to work i had the leg up on everyone because all these dudes were like well what is this hazy shade of winter record that that's getting played i don't even know what this is and i'm i know how to play it i know what needs to happen blah 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 so i had all the same dudes that were firing me were now hiring me which was tight because I remember when you fired me. <laughs> <laughs> now let me get that money. <laughs> Charge interest. On yeah. That so shit. open format. Open format was definitely a buzzword. They didn't call it that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, sure. They for did. Sure. I heard yeah. like 2006, I seven. Don't remember that? It was very. It was very much. It was very much just DJing. It was just what needed to happen. I started at the party. hearing it. I started hearing open format when the EDM wave was starting to go down. Yeah, and that just meant 50% hip-hop now and 50% EDM. And now it's like fucking 80% hip-hop, yeah, 20% right. fucking house. Yeah. yeah, Unless Stone Rock's playing. <laughs> then it's whatever no, there's the fuck. A, listen, there's a, few, plays. there's a few <laughs> venues that are still open to you, like truly playing open format set. But typically when they say you're playing open format, you're going in 80% hip-hop. Well, basically, no, you're reading the crowd, right? You're basically well, reading always, the crowd that's and playing the job. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's beside the point that's i mean that's the job no matter what yeah right i I don't think people understand that i think edm took that away edm became that thing where you're like yo you're coming here to see me yeah and then you're gonna listen to whatever the fuck i play but i will say this uh like am is one of those dudes too that kind of you you went there to kind of experience whatever the fuck he was dishing out yeah but if you if you if you went to his show it all started with everyone facing him yeah. Because they needed to get the picture. Right. But within 20 minutes, 30 minutes, everyone was turned around and now enjoying the party. Uh-huh. Because that's what he delivered. When you go see Calvin Harry, you're just staring. <laughs> you're just staring at him. And you're throwing... Uh Hand hearts. And, yeah, hand hearts. When you're doing hand hearts. <laughs> but he's and, one of those, he's and, one and of those 70, dudes. the 70 pound knob. Yeah. The, the but strain. He, but, he, but he's one of those dudes. I will give it to like Tiesto and Calvin. I think they're actually DJing. No fucking tiesto's djing no shot he's he's he not playing know, a pre- yeah, he he's not know. playing a pre-recorded shit no and i, I think calvin harris either i've been in, i think in calvin harris is actually DJing. He's playing yeah but I, I don't think calvin harris sees himself as a dj he might no he shouldn't he i shouldn't and neither should uh, what i consider him a dj what was that shithead that was like a math teacher that was real good at pro tools 
Girl talk. That guy shouldn't be a DJ either. Well, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, like, well, now we're going back to the shit where, like, when Dead Mouse was feeling that shit. When Dead Mouse was like, I'm not a DJ, I'm a producer. Yeah, good for him. And then that, now you have these, like, dudes like what? Like, Martin Garrix. Um, who the fuck else? All, all of these fucking guys. Yeah. Uh, Alesso, all of these dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah but see, here's the problem with. Uh, and the, and I'm not saying that these guys are not musicians. They are musicians. But yeah. when your instrument that you play as a musician is uh, sitting on a laptop making the music, your only outlet for performing your songs that may become big hits is, I guess, I DJ, and even if you have no DJ skills. That's your only outlet for, quote, unquote, performance. Totally agree. Yeah. And that's problematic for DJs. But... Um, but no, but wait, now that you put it like that, I'm not really mad if they if that's like all right, like yeah, I, I I made these songs and I want to perform the shit, so I'm gonna kind of DJ the shit. I'm yes. actually not mad at that, and they have a pre-recorded shit because I'm like all right, yeah, but like if you're if you're Cal- Calvin Harry and you watch me DJ, and then he does what he does, even if he's DJing, he's on CDJ, so it's not the same thing. How can you be like, oh yeah, we know we do the same thing, and like put his arm around he may, me? He may might not. He maybe might, he might not maybe and 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 he might not but there are people of course, listen i think half the people who look at like when i'm up on stage doing the thing i have a feeling that a majority of that crowd thinks i'm curating a spotify playlist instead of djing seriously yeah. you sit you're, you know you're working on your computer and like you're doing something with your hands that they can't necessarily see you think that a 21 yeah, year old whose birthday was yesterday thinks that something's happening other than no, curating I, a Spotify? I think playlist. the 21 year old is not even l- thinking about that. I think they're just saying, "Wow, look at him! He's on there. I want to. He's d- getting wanna, all the attention. I, wanna, I, wanna I want do all that. the attention. Yeah, That's yeah. what I think. They go buy a controller. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then here's the thing: if they're like, "Oh, he doesn't even know how to DJ," even better. I don't yeah. even have to learn now. Yeah. That's what the kids are thinking. Yeah. I think, That's and they're scary. like, "So what do I got to do? Oh, I just got to." Make beats. I, you know what? My boy makes beats. Maybe he could just make beats, and then I'll say that I did it. Yeah. So it like, all all of these dudes are just lowering the bar for these kids, and that and then these kids like end up being like, "Yo, wait, I don't have to DJ. I don't even have to make my own beats." Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All I got to yeah. do is like, you know, like have a following and do all the marketing, yeah. and I'm good. Yeah. And uh, this is know. this is why Graham and I need a TV show. Oh my god! I'm Iceland <laughs> coming soon. I mean, I, whatever. Let's do this. <laughs> Some we, of those we got a pilot. Let's do this. I think what you guys need a TV show is. I think it needs to be like a. Uh, what is that shit? When they crack down, like uh, when they go inside and they fucking see the what's really happening behind the scenes. Fix fix the restaurant. Like the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the undercover boss. 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 What's that? <laughs> undercover <laughs> boss. Undercover boss. Yeah. Yeah. boss. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. No. You know what? You bring up these these EDM artists and um. One component you're not addressing is the fact that a lot of them are hard ticket sales. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're buying tickets to come see Calvin Harris do whatever he's going to do or Martin Garrix do whatever he's going to do as opposed to us who are not hard ticket sales. We are hired by the club because we know how to keep a room and uh, satisfy a lot of people and have people leave happy you know i think the people that save up the money to go to the calvin harris show they don't care mm-hmm. so much about what's happening in that club or buying the bottle or any of that kind of stuff they're buying a hard ticket they're buying a, they're paying money for entrance to go see that so it's they know they, and, then, and then they're paying money to take the selfie and and then post right, on social media a, that i'm there and i'm yeah. there for it's for whatever cool it's, factor. It's, 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 it's not even about actually enjoying the thing it's about being able to tell people exactly. I was at Hawkeye. Or, or they want to yeah. see the guy Where perform his song. Back Howard in the day, it was the experience. Yeah. So like, yeah. That's when you needed technology, that's when, bro. 
<laughs> fucked everything up. Yeah, because I remember as when I shake my phone yeah, for all the listeners, back and in not the viewers. And back in the day, I would go just to check out the DJs. I remember me and Darren used to do that. We'd be like, "I'm coming, I'm coming to Vegas. Who's where? And what are we doing?" And we had like a, like a list of where we hit. How old are you guys? I'm 28. How old? 35. Okay. So we were like, this was like 2012. We'd be like, all right, cool. We should check out Crooked. He's gonna be so and so. And then even myself out in LA, I would li- like I live out here, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to uh, X club, whatever club. And then you know, uh, Stone's gonna be there, Crooked's gonna be there, and just go listen and just. But it was do my ex- research. it was an experience. Yeah, but your appetite's different than someone who just likes a Calvin because Harris you song, because you, know? you care about DJing. Yeah. you care about DJing. Yeah, my thing was just like to go see how Graham will keep a room alive because I feel like and that's what honestly like if you're not a hard ticket sale that's what your skill set is your skill set is crowd psychology right music knowledge and finding a way to to uh, create programming create a dialogue with the people in front of you that's what you're selling if you're a good DJ Uh and that's it and so the higher people who know how to keep a room keep people drinking keep people spending money and keep people leaving knowing that they had a good time because you're really just selling an intangible product a good time and that's only relevant till the next good time so you that's that's your gift as opposed to these other guys that that's why it's apples and oranges to me mm-hmm. um and that's why i don't think that calvin harris might look at stone and say we do the same thing you know maybe so wait I'll, are you ready <laughs> did you want to entertain i kind of wanted um i don't know if they're they're kind of like they heard about the statement uh, the you know Virgil Ab- I was it Ablo? Oh Abel? yeah, fuck that guy. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> okay. about. Okay, that kinda, guy. That guy can suck my dick too. That's, that's what me and Never <laughs> say, the, say, the say the statement. Say the statement. Okay, yeah, so yeah. the statement was from Virgil Ab- first of all, Ablo. First of all, but who's Virgil Ablo? He's a fashion designer. Yeah, and he's like barely we, that. He's one of a. <laughs> he's one of Kanye's dudes that grew up with him in Chicago. Oh, okay, sure. And he just dropped that like ten shoes on Nike. Well, he was okay. like Kanye, off white. He's like Kanye's creative director over the years. Okay, so. He's, so he 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 has influence rec- over the culture. He's recently uh, been DJing. Okay, for the past year and a half. That's, okay, that's the wrong word for what he does. It's okay, m- it's more than a year and a half. Well, we I want to check him out in August in a, in he's Vegas. He's been DJing since like before Bentro. Like Bentro was behind the whole DJ okay. crew. So his statement was on Twitter. I mean on Instagram. It said, "DJ still recorded live from Tokyo two nights ago. Some songs mixed, some not." The idea is not to DJ in 2018 at all. If so, play free and as random um, as these personal favorites. And he listed a bunch of songs. So when I f- when I first read that, I thought he meant like, I don't want to have to DJ anymore. I want to like focus on this fashion thing. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. then I read it again, and I'm like, oh no, he literally means I don't want to do any mixing because I can't. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. I can I can mix some songs. Which he says, and I can't mix other songs, which he says. So the goal for me is to just not mix at all, which is not DJing. And he well, said so. it's just to set up a vibe or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I so, mean, listen. So you're, so you're fucking. I, you're every asshole that says, "Oh, I could be a DJ. You should see my iTunes playlist." Like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what it is. So now I want to ask you, what is considered a DJ? You, do you want to do you want to talk about the fundamentals of DJing? The <laughs> like what considers is DJing? Well, uh, you know what? Let me chime in. Yeah, Cricket has a, 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 a statement. W- one of our boys, uh, we're all cool with him. DJ Scene. Uh-huh. Uh He tweeted. You mean Brian? Brian. <laughs> he tweeted back in October, uh-huh. and uh, he said, "Cats talk about quote unquote open format, uh, play all radio hits, mixed with a few '90s songs." 
but true open format is a house party, not a radio station. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I've never taken my cues from the, the radio. That's crazy. I think he says radio as in like just playing a bunch of new yeah, songs. Yeah, just playing so, yeah. the top 20 songs like boom, 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 boom. You could do that. It would be boring for you and for who's listening to you. I mean. It's not boring for you if you have no point of reference, though. Like if you. If you have no point of reference, you shouldn't be doing the job. If you, if you weren't DJing in 1996 and weren't doing the thing. You don't and have to, to have started back that far. Mm. But listen, I always, yeah, I I always say far, this. Bro. I, like I always say this. <laughs> If you're interested in something, like you're genuinely interested in something, whether that be, I want to study, uh, you know, like uh, I like literature or I I like uh, <laughs> car design. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah. it service you to research exactly where car design came from? Like know yeah. the history mm-hmm. of I how cars were I designed. I think the way the youth think nowadays, and I could be wrong, but I think they think of America as an idea machine where we have the ideas and somebody somebody make it happen does that make sense i think that's no one wants to be hands-on no one wants to fucking learn to sew no no, no one wants to no. like learn to yeah. dj no one wants to like do any of the legwork that's there, an entitlement you know? thing that's an entitlement that's, that's, that's why we're talking about the new generation yeah, that's where parents didn't beat no their but there's guys <laughs> there, there's there's young djs that did the work because they're interested in the job and the and the uh the legacy of the job so they they'll learn their songs and they'll have studied who did it before them. There are those guys, um, and those guys are the ones that will carry it on. I mean, the other some, ones are disposable th- to me. Like yo, some of these DJs, these younger ones, I really fucking love. And yeah, like, there's great four, ones. Four Color Zach, I love. Yeah, uh, sure, best. That new kid, that kid that I just won the Ma, uh, Medina, Miles Medina, Stone, yeah. Stone Rock's tight. Stone, Stone Rock, yeah, Stone Rock. <laughs> changed the tight. game, man. Yeah. Yeah, but, those guys are dope, but yeah. I think that it's not like they but, woke up and had the skill set. They took the time to understand exactly, what the job is, and they took the technical. They 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 said, look, in order for me to really like kind of do what I want to do, I gotta have the technical freedom. Like the, I gotta learn the the techniques to have that freedom to like do whatever the fuck I want. And I think that's where Virgil was kind of like. I don't really have the time to do the technical kind of like you know what I mean. Where yeah, you were so saying then, like, so then don't take the check away from someone who who does yeah, or someone who cares. Exactly. If yeah. you don't care, like that's like me going into fashion design and taking his check, but not really giving a fuck about fashion design. And I just put a patch on a. Yeah, fucking, it's just clothes on your back. Who I cares? Just put, you know? I just put a patch on a t-shirt, and I'm like, yeah, that's my thing. And because I have 10 million followers on Instagram, it's gonna I'm gonna sell a million t-shirts at 35 dollars. But that's what it's come to. I, I yeah, fine. But then. Don't fault me for being upset for your shitty statement. Yeah, but I'll, I'll punctuate it with saying that he's entitled to do whatever he wants. If that's what he wants to do, it then he's entitled. Yeah, but he's if you catch a bad one from me, <laughs> don't be surprised. Yeah, because there's, I think like myself, I would go and just check out the the, the opener DJ and then see what he was doing and all that stuff. Like yeah. I would run with with Darren and be like, "Yo, let's go check out." Crooked, but you're in a headlining spot. But then Ross Womb sometimes would be the opener. Who? Ross one. He would oh he would open and yeah, live. He would no no he would open out here sometimes. No. He never opened oh, in no, LA? I saw yeah, I saw him a few times open. Because somebody else Yeah, but was he would, opening for like Khaled? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it was one of those things. So I'm but I'm checking out what he's doing. But that's still actually a headliner position. It is. Yeah. And then there's a guest like Khaled's the guest. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I don't want to say that Ross one's like no he's, he's not, not no, no, no. he's not an opener. Yeah. He's not no, an no, opener. No, 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 no. By far he's not an no. opener, yeah. The uh, uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> Stuck moment. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So oh, oh, what I was gonna say was this: 
um, a lot, you know, over the years, I don't mean just now, but over the years, there's been a lot of guys that don't have the skill set to DJ, but DJ anyway, and the excuse is always, oh, well, they play good songs, they have good music selection, Their dad's and they create, rich. hold on, and they create, <laughs> and they create a vibe, right? Yeah. I owe, whenever someone has said that to me, and I've heard it many, many times, and it's usually for like high-end, like fashion type gigs, right, where they're like, oh, we hired him, we like his rock music. I go, I can name 10 guys right now off the top of my head who can play the exact same songs, but they do it with a cohesion and a skill, and it's smooth, and it tells a story, and it's not about, uh, he doesn't have the skill set to do the thing. Um, I hate that excuse when it's like, oh, we, you know, just make the vibe. I go, there's dudes who can make the vibe, but have all can do it correctly. You know, like right. don't default to that. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but that's the nightclubs. Yeah. That's the nightclubs choice in the end. No, of course it is. You and yeah. you can't dictate to them what who they think is going to be good for their club or who they want for their club. I don't. I, but, I don't. But then again, don't get mad when you get called out for doing the wrong thing. That's it. But he's not even that, whoever we're talking about. Whatever this guy's name is, he's not even doing the wrong. No, thing. No, not that, the nightclub. The nightclub. Like, if, if they're going to hire not a DJ? Sometimes the nightclubs have to learn the hard way, and they have. Look, I, when I look at it, when I think of, like, a quote-unquote uh, rich kid, you know Wait, what? Wait, hold on a second. Yeah. What is this podcast about? Just us just, complaining? Just ref- yeah. I'm <laughs> okay. Reflections I just want to make sure we're on brand with oh, yeah, the podcast. Are. Okay. All right. I'm not complaining. I am. There's nothing to complain about. Well, like, it's like records for a living. Like, you keep bringing up, like, quote-unquote rich kids or, yeah. like, privileged yeah. m- motherfuckers in privileged yeah. positions. Yeah. I'm a... I'm a I'm I'm not saying I'm a poor kid, but I grew up broke. Yeah. So I have uh uh subconscious sometimes uh resentment towards people like rich kids. Yeah. I have a judgment. I immediately judge a rich kid like and this is and I know it's wrong because I know it's wrong because I don't, I I'm sure they went through their own struggles and their struggles are different. Well, it's you know all what relative. I mean? Like the girl who can't pay her rent is just as miserable as the girl who didn't get the new Range Rover from her dad. Right. It's just relative. But I think the biggest problem, or what I kind of think is the problem when a rich kid starts DJing, is because there's an obvious pressure from the successful father or the su- successful parent for them to realize where their direction is. Right. And I think when they get into DJing, it's not necessarily for reasons of like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. But it's kind of like, oh, this is maybe what i think i want to do because i'm into it right now and also and also i can buy whatever i want anything first first no first class ticket to europe a fucking yacht a car etc i can't buy attention i can't buy fame i can't buy celebrity so let me try to get it this way well it's not just that here's the here's it's always been my issue is um if you pay your bills djing like let's say you pay your bills i pay my bills djing right there's a difference between how I approach the job or the high regard I hold the job than a, someone who has something to fall back on. The stakes aren't there, right? right? Like if you fail or you can't get the work or you suck or you, you mess up, you're all good. I don't have that luxury and I think most people in this room don't have that luxury to just be like, oh, it didn't work out. I'm good. You know what right. I mean? Like. I don't have a choice but to be good. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's always been my complaint with people who kind of like wade into it like let's see you know let's see uh if this thing's fun or whatever so we're not no one's doing it for fun i started when there's no money you know i I did it because i love doing it and then i was able to make some money doing it now as we're talking about there's many other trappings for why someone would want to dj attention everything yeah everything else yeah yeah there's other temptation besides i just love playing records which is i think everybody here started that way 
yeah. I piggyback off of what you said. Like I was going to bring that up in the situation where like I think Jay Z was on the Breakfast Club when he said it. Like whenever there's like money to be made, you're going to find it's an industry where money is going to be made. So there's going to be people in that industry that are going to find a way to make money. They yeah, don't no necessarily doubt. care about the craft. That's right. And he saw it in hip hop. Yeah. And he was like, no disrespect. Like he he like referenced Diddy, his No Way Out album in '98 sold eight million records. He had never rapped before. How is that possible? Yeah. He found a way to like he found his niche and to make money. And DJing is a money maker. But why do we give Diddy a pass? Why do we give little well, Kim because, a pass? Because why do we give little Kim a pass? We give Diddy a pass because his DNA is from it. Because of Biggie. Yeah. And we give little Kim a pass. No, little Kim got like, a pass because of Biggie. No, but it's a, that's a bad example because like Puffy went from he went from making the music he went from being the producer to being the rat like he was in the space already right like you mm-hmm. can't i don't think it's a pass i think it's just him doing whatever the fuck he wants because he was running the world at that point like right. he's like fuck it i'm gonna rap too right it's also the fact that he but lost he lost his 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 front man which was biggie yeah right. but also but but like if you take a dude like like I don't know, whatever, whatever they're doing, uh, fashion designer, okay, yeah. and he's just like, yo, <laughs> I was gonna say cooking, but yeah, <laughs> chef, fine, and he's like, yo, I want to start DJing, and he is whack, and he doesn't take the time to get dope, and he doesn't take the time to to learn everything that came out before. That guy doesn't get a pass, but like, I mean, Puffy's not getting really getting a pass. Also, he's not that dope of a rapper. Right. And also, and I'll make clear that you can't you know. disparage anybody because they come from money. And that's not the intent here, right? right. Like, no one chooses I mean, who that, they're born to. I'm just saying. World. That's a perfect world, though. I mean, like, I can't, like, like I told you, I don't initially hate, like, rich people. But there's definitely, like, you know, just being broke, just kind of, like, looking at a dude, like, I know it's wrong. So I, like, put myself in check. You know what I'm saying? But I just kind of, you kind of think, like, well, like, and that dude had, like, you know, like, I couldn't, you know, I started with belt drives. You know what I mean? Like. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. That. I'm I didn't sorry. know. I didn't know what like. <laughs> I didn't know what an LLC was. You know, like no one taught me shit. Right. I didn't have someone like what's teaching a, me what's about what's an text. LLC. You know, <laughs> oh, like like a corporation. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought we were talking about DJ. Just, I mean, yeah, I was like, <laughs> but there's these little things. I just think there's little things. Well, I'm saying like there's just these little things when you grow up with like a my like single parent mom who worked two jobs and like she don't know about like starting a company or like like yeah, yeah, you know right. all of this tax shit she don't know about that shit like honestly if i had a kid i could i could put it down to him and school him he'd be 20 times more smarter than another kid from like who came up from me with a single right, mother let me, and t- like, let the, me the, tell you something whatever i know a lot of rich kids yeah and they don't know what an llc is <laughs> a b uh how much sweeter is the is the reward going to be when you get it and when they get it it's just uh whatever you know but what I, I mean? I, that's why I also think sometimes it's not sustainable. Like we were talking about with certain dudes that we were referencing earlier. Yeah. Just like it, it's not sustainable because once they what's the next level once you've gone like because like when I earned my first five hundred dollar check for DJing was like the biggest fucking deal. Like I, I borderline wanted to cry, but it was the first time when I was like, yo, I'm, at, I'm an actual like DJ. I'm making five hundred a night. Like I'm on like this this tier. <coughs> With like all the other dudes, like the OGs that are making like you know New York making five hundred never. That was a big deal. That was big, yeah. When you made like when you broke like because everything was like two fifty three, and then you got to like three hundred. Oh shit, I'm three three twenty five. Oh shit, like 
Oh my, I'm 400. <laughs> I'm, yo, I got 400. I'm almost 500. Oh my God. And you get that 500. Then you could go to other clubs and be like, nah, like, I'm a $500 DJ now. I'm not a, like, I'm not yeah. a 250. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was a big fucking deal to be like, yo, what's your rate? And you're like, 500. Like, you get 500? Yeah, I got 500 at, you know, light. Or I got 500 at, you know, at one. Or like, yeah, Lotus is giving me 500. And it was just kind of like, I guess he's a $500 motherfucker now. So, like, yeah. you got, we yeah. got to pay him at least 500, you yeah. know? So, I, I think that that's when I, I'm also like, now that I'm getting older, I think to myself, I've always been motivated by money. But that doesn't necessarily seem, um, is that, am I doing everything that I always wanted to do? Does that make sense? Like, we love to DJ, but yeah. we chose DJing because we were actually making money from it. Well, I kind of, you get what I mean? Yeah, I, uh, when I was 22, I would tell people, I left college. I was pre-med in college, and I left college. And I and uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just was, I'd, I'd been DJing since I was 13, but I was like, ah, I might as well DJ now because when I'm 30, I don't want to be DJing. Like, and same thing, making four or 500 bucks a night. Like, I don't want to do this when I'm 30 years old. I'm trying to like have a career in something real like this is but the money went up and everything started becoming real yeah let's I, be clear that it wasn't until 04 that there was any substantial yeah, amount of yeah, money so for I, anybody so i i was i was always doing it with the understanding that this wasn't the end goal for me mm-hmm. which i think helped um helped me be able to do whatever the fuck i wanted like like the, the the balls that everyone thinks I have, like oh man, you're so crazy for playing these records. It's like, well, I don't take it that seriously because it's not. This is like not my end. It is not the end of the road for me. Like I'm gonna do some other stuff. So I always did it for love. I never really did it for money. And like I told you, I would tell people like, don't pay me. I just won't come back. Like if you don't like it, I don't pay me. And I'm gonna do whatever I want for free. And then I just won't come back because I wanted to do what I believed was correct. And the only thing that qualified that was my money going up, my schedule staying stacked, me traveling the world and doing all the things that I want to do for however fucking long I've been doing this, 20, 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, like a- anyone who thinks that I'm not doing the right thing, well, f- I challenge you to fucking t- t- tell me what's right because I've been traveling the world on someone else's dime. I made all the money. I'm doing everything that everyone else is trying to do. So you looking at like younger motherfuckers, like the younger DJs. I don't know if you're in tune with what. Yeah, they're doing. I mean, I guess. I, I, I do they love DJing really? Because if they do, then why don't they know what the fuck is going on before them? And why are they playing on controllers and CDJs? Just like trash. demand a demand a turntable because you look lame on a fucking controller. You look like Homer Simpson at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, just, like, doing the knobs and the buttons, <laughs> sitting in a fucking chair. Like they might as well have a chair back there eating a fucking donut. I just I just got that. I'm a little late, but I got it. Controller. <laughs> I'm saying, so, like, I see that. I, I see controllers a lot. Yeah. I don't, actually. You don't? No, I don't think so. Really? I see them. I see them. Where? Where do I come across one? Uh, Where do I come across one? I remember I was DJing out here in L.A., and then um, I was... I was I was doing the opening set and this guy was doing the the headlining uh, set and then he just I was doing turntables and he goes all right cool I'm up next I'm like all right cool let's change computer whatever he's like oh don't worry about it. he pulls out this fucking thing and puts it over the turntables yeah yeah yeah, I, uh, yeah, I yeah. was like yo who is it name name names I don't even remember his name is Julio Iglesias see 
Nah. See, you play, you play, you play with a controller. We don't remember your name. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck is he doing? <coughs> no, I, I don't see, I don't see. Uh, I, I see mean, him, I know they I exist. See him out there. I see him out there. It's affordability, though, isn't it? It's accessibility. It's like, I mean, Serato fucked everything up, man. Like it's, it made it, it made, it made good DJs great, and it made whack DJ and it exposed whack DJs. That's that's all it did. Like if you're if you were great already, it made you much better because it gave you the ability to access so much more music, so much faster, and manipulate it on the fly. Whereas like if you if you needed the instrumental or if you needed like eight bars out or, or you needed to get to the end the middle of the song, you either had to have the double or wait till you got to the middle of the fucking song and then mix out. Mm-hmm. You don't do that in Serato. I just play funk edits all day long. <laughs> Fuck, fuck. <laughs> get you the grand funky funk edit so what do you think do you think we i mean i think about so like i hate i hate when i see one of us yeah someone that i respected that came up with us i hate seeing them dj on cdjs yeah it sucks i fuck well i look at them and i'm like why y'all doing like you don't realize like these younger kids are looking at you and you're using a CDJ. Yeah. And I guarantee you a lot of these dudes switching over to CDJs did it during the EDM stage because they wanted to be, oh, like, these these EDM DJs are using CDJs and they're using three or four at a time. And even though I'm not using the other two CDJs or one CDJ, I'm going to have it up there because, like, yeah, cause that's, that's, I, I want to be at an EDM stature. Yeah. So a lot of those dudes that went over there and started DJing on CDJs, I'm like, well, why'd you do that? Right. I and it's even homies of mine. I tell them like, "Yo, why you did that? Because you don't even sound as good as you did on vinyl. You yeah. lost like that 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 ability of control." I will agree that the, the the dudes that came up on turntables, the dudes that came up on turntables, like something gets lost in the translation when it's CDJs. It sounds lazy. The sucks. There's only been and one. you look fucking lame. <laughs> there's it's only, cute. <laughs> there's only been one good excuse I heard for using CDJs was Jermaine Dupri. He said, "Oh, the bass." Of the, the there is that next problem. To it, just kept jumping the needle. I come across uh-huh. that problem a lot. It's called napkins. You put the napkins. Yeah, or the, the tennis thing. balls. Like, come yeah. correct. I don't know. You yeah, tell yeah. I come across it. And then there's some outdoor stuff where yo I JD mean, Holler have a choice. Teach you, you know? how to DJ. Dude, let me tell you something. When we were on vinyl, it was there was way more shit to deal with. Like, and we dealt with it. And we dealt with it. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking like when you had like uh, like all right. So there's vinyl. You have like s- vinyl that has like singles. Like yeah, like uh, like the fucking whatever check the rhyme single yeah, yeah. from tribe called quest the white labels now if i played the low end theory album it would have more songs on it so the sound quality would go down yeah. it was bad it was yeah. bad so you had low. to like adjust all of the you have to be like an engineer you have to be yeah. all of these things at the same time yeah. yeah and then you had to and then like when you turned up the gains on an album vinyl you got feedback Oof. So you had to turn down the bass. So there's all of these little things that we had to deal with. And you had to DJ without yeah. a screen, without waveforms. That. And then find the songs yeah. and do all of that. Yeah. So all of these dudes that are on CDJs that I saw switch over, and they're like, well, I don't want to carry this, and I don't want to carry that. I'm just looking at them like, yo, what the, like, is it really that much? Yeah, so laptop and headphones and records and needles. needles. Like you didn't want to bring needles? Oh, I didn't want to bring needles. You know, like, uh, like oh, what the fuck are you doing, want, man? And then the USB shit. They would just put the USB in. They're like, yeah, my music is in there. <laughs> Someone was like, yo, I'm playing I'm playing this party at Chateau Marmont. You should come through. And I was like, uh, oh, no. He was like, oh, I, this is the text I got from the party party uh, planner for the for this party at Chateau Marmont. I was like, yo, that sounds like a dope party. Can I carry your USB for you? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the thing. I think that's one of the like the fucking gayest shit I've ever seen. When a dude comes up and he opens this purse. Oh, he has a snack? <laughs> he has the, the USB. <laughs> and then he has these like little, like you know, like fucking look, little USB that looks like little little, little cocks in here's, his purse. So I'm just like, here's and he's the like reality: plugging his cock into the CDJ. <laughs> like here's the reality: every DJ I know, every good DJ I know, is a fucking nerd. Like at at, at heart, we're all nerds. All That's what us. I told Cricket that we're all fucking. But nerds. we were, but swaggy nerds, swaggy nerds. The early yes. early DJs were swaggy nerds. Super. Yeah. They, look, when you talk about a hype beast right now. The hype piece that motherfuckers talk about was actually a DJ or a swaggy DJ from back in the day. We were always on top of the sneakers. We were yeah. on top of the looks. Yeah. We were on top of the music. We were the tastemakers like walking into a club. Right. Motherfuckers be like, oh shit, this, what's he wearing? Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. Graham. But like, yeah. we, when we, when, when, one of the reasons we did this was to play music, get free booze, get some attention, and get some pussy. And if you didn't look cool, you're not getting any pussy. And if you're on CDJs, you don't look cool. <laughs> and if you're it, and if you if you're on a controller, you don't look cool. Like yeah. to us though. To, no, I, right, I to think anybody. there's but guys I, that are great no. CDJ DJs. I mean, like there's sure, guys great. that came up in that in that great. lane. I get it. So and do it. I'm j- but you, you still don't look cool. Well, they look cool for what they're doing. Put two turns like 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 anytime I'm playing somewhere where there are a bunch of squares like f- accountants or whatever a square wood uh, square wood um, <laughs> they're like oh man you're still playing records like that's oh, so yeah. cool I get, I get that compliment too. and and like I explain to them like oh well you know with the laptop and the thing but yeah it's still records I'm still manipulating the records like man that's so cool like you have the turntables and the thing and da 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 and I'm out there not shaved barely showered belly out fat smelly and I'm like this guy wants to be me. Like yeah. this guy who probably has a dope job, medical insurance, life insurance plan, owns his fucking house, has a dope car. He wants to be me. But if you had CDJs, he still want to be you. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. that. No, because he was he gravitated towards the turntables. Like he yeah, gravitated my, towards the I, I agree with you on that because yeah. I've never had anyone compliment me unless I was playing on turntables. Oh, so you play on CDJs too? No, I don't. I have, <laughs> I have a fucking problem. I have played on CDJs. No, I have two. I have played on CDJs. Sometimes you have to. Like, like exactly. Vegas pool, you have to. Yeah. Exactly. We've, yeah. we've done we've done it with turntables and it's a fucking nightmare. No. And sometimes you have to. Like, sometimes there's no, no other option. But, like, I'm not, my rider doesn't say CDJs. Yeah, but you gotta play CDJs. In the Vegas pool, you have to. There's a couple hazards that we should talk about. That The hazards are the, the, the wind, s- heat, the sun actually yeah. can melt your fucking vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. That has and this happened, happened to me. To me. Yeah. 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 Make your, and those Vegas computer. winds yeah. can yeah. fucking yeah, blow no your needle off the record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had it blowing the vinyl off. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? It would like, yeah. actually blow the vinyl yeah. off the platter. And that dust. That yeah. dust, dust out there, yeah. of course. Get, it on fucks my, up your. On phone. my rider, I have one CDJ, so I could charge my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's at the end boss. of the day, like if you're a competent DJ, you know, uh, you know what the job is, and if your weapon of choice is CDJ, then so be it. You know, it's not. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. You yeah, know but, what I mean? Because you know, there's a bunch of young motherfuckers that are listening to us, and they're saying. Yo, man, fuck these old dudes talking about vinyl and fuck these old dudes talking about fuck controllers. They just hating. Yeah, except... Uh, uh, I'm not hating. Everybody should do what they want to do. You should. You should do whatever. You should do whatever you whatever feel... Whatever gets the job done. Whatever you feel most comfortable with yes. after experiencing and knowing about everything. Yeah. Right? 
Mm-hmm. Like I you can't, agree. you can't, you can't. Well, you said Aunt Graham. What? Well, because you can have awareness. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not because I started on turntables. I didn't want to necessarily go back one phase where they're like messing with eight tracks. Do and you whatnot, think? You know what I no, mean? but like, that's I don't not. But that's to, not. That's, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's not. No, but that's, that's how they used to do it. Uh, There's do plenty you, of guys that do were you think? Do you think they were running the tapes before vinyl was the thing? Do you think that Rick Kane would have been as good as he was at the end of? Okay, let me tell you about Rick Kane. Had some guy in an office come had, made this story. Had he not gone through the entire spectrum of, of the history of He might have a, a born natural ability to have used Lance Burkhart's board and won the pipeline. The if pipeline. If you guys uh, don't know, he, they're talking about North Shore. Yeah, the hypest movie showing, ever. Showing their age <laughs> even more once again. Well, these days you can... Uh, you know, you, Netflix. you have, uh, yeah, you got access to anything you mm. want, anytime you want it, as much as See, you I want. See, I don't even think the kids want to be, you know, what is it, Rick? Rick Kane? Yeah. Look, I don't look, think, I, I think they want to be Turtle. No matter <laughs> no matter what, no matter, I got a surf lesson from Turtle once. Really? Real life. Does he really surf? Yeah, yeah. he's the illest. Really? He got, he got hired to be like a, he was hired on the movie to be like a. Wasn't he supposed to originally be Rick? No, he got hired to be like 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 the co- like not coordinator like a, a consultant a consultant, and so he went out there with like a director or whatever, and he picked up on the 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 what do they speak out there pigeon pigeon talk. pigeon he like picked up on the pigeon and they like created this character because it was so good around him because yeah. it was so good his, ill his yeah. pigeon talk was so good yeah. He wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. You guys know what we're talking about? No, I have no I'm, idea. I'm really lost. I have no idea. I was going to ask you want me to edit that out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep it in because you need to watch North Shore. It's like the quintessential <laughs> you know surf why? movie. You know why these? Uh, so you know why these three don't know what we're talking about, right? Huh. Because the North Shore was about Hawaiians and white people. Yeah, true. And the only. <laughs> Except, <laughs> Nia, except Nia Peoples was the, was the love interest. Yeah, and then the only Asian, Hawaiian, and white people here know what the fuck the movie's about. <laughs> and then the no two black guys and the Mexican don't know what the fuck it is. Oh, yeah. But the head of the hooey. The head of the hooey. Vince. Vince. Yeah. I mean, that's a real dude. That's Jerry Lopez uh, from Hawaii. Man, it's like uh, you can't even get more uh, quintessential Hawaiian here. than Jerry Lopez. So, Jamie, you and should be ashamed of yourself. Here's, yeah, yeah, here's yeah. the point. Here's the point. The point is no matter what you do, no matter what you do, DJing, uh, fashion, acting, writing, whatever it is. I think Graham said this. Take interest in all of it. Don't take interest in what's happening That's today. That's you, it. You, that shouldn't even be. That's it. Um, so that shouldn't even that shouldn't even be something uh, that you're directing people to do. You should. Uh, you should want to do it. Want yeah, to you should, do but that. They, but uh, they don't. So if if you want to play on CDJs, great. If you want to play on a controller, great. But have have experienced. Turn t- on turntables or at least assess like okay I don't want to do this thing and these are the reasons why I don't want to do this thing because I don't want to carry uh, headphones and records are you ready <laughs> <laughs> that's it like I like I don't need you to play I don't need you to play on like f- I, uh, five for example he prefers CDJs he's one of the best and he prefers CDJs is he as good on CDJs as he's on vinyl I don't think so but he's still fucking amazing mm-hmm. yeah. right and he has experienced everything that he needs to experience in life, and that's the decision that he makes. Well, we also got to mention that Five is one of the laziest motherfuckers ever, ever, ever. Uh, he lost <laughs> weight, though. Let's give him some credit. He yeah. lost weight. No, he ever, but but also he he knows. Okay, he knows that he's making a conscious decision. Like, well, I'm gonna look lame here playing on these CDJs. Uh-huh. Really, d- nobody sees it because it's like in the booth, it's up right. high, whatever. But like. 
that he he know he he experienced the turntable, so it's fine. Well, my he's thing made mixtapes. My thing is this: he knows the history. He has the vinyl. I he's think like, CDJs for what it represents to me is house or EDM. It represents that to me, one hundred percent. It also represents a new era of DJing to me, where like house. So let's when you spin on turntables and you're DJing house, right? You're never gonna have the beats syncing as perfectly as a CDJ syncing house music. Yeah, Once you've got two, but isn't that part of DJ? Exactly. Now? But with a house DJ that has four CDJs, so like when motherfuckers use the DJ house, like I'm talking about, like uh, Eric Morello. Okay. He'd loop on one CDJ the drum, so you have the like the boom, 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 boom. He'd get the bass line from another house song and loop that, so you'd have doom, 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 and then he'd get a vocal from some. So it was essentially like a mashup, a live mashup on the CDJs, and that's fine. He's contri- but that was that was real house. That was for me. That was like house. He's contributing to the culture in a different manner he's just not playing on two cdjs right right so if you're on a controller and that's the decision that you've chosen to make you better fucking blow my fucking mind on that controller right right you better blow my mind on that cdj because if you're just playing songs you're just a fucking another lane that's my thing is that i think if you're doing open format you're doing hip-hop i think like i would like to see like an actual like honestly like yo there's some hip-hop djs like that just work the mic and they drop songs you want to use the CDJ? I'm like, cool. Like, I get it. But I know if you're doing scratching, you're doing quick mixing, you're doing all of that, I know it's harder to do that on a CDJ. Yeah. I know yeah, you get more control. It's harder, yeah. yeah. I know you can do, you get more control and you get more flexibility on vinyl. Yeah. So when I see a motherfucker on a CDJ, I question, like, why are you doing that? You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. why? Like, even 8-Track, DJ Snake, those guys are technically, quote, unquote, kind of EDM motherfuckers, even though I, I would see 8-Track as, like, an everything motherfucker. Yeah. And even Snake, he's an everything motherfucker too, kind of. You know what I mean? Because he came from hip-hop, I believe. Right. And he could scratch. He could do all that shit. A-Track obviously can. Those dudes stuck with vinyl. They still do vinyl at shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for Jermaine Dupri to say that, well, like, the bass would fuck it up. Like, nah, if you're doing festivals, you're doing all of this shit, and you say you want fucking turntables, they, they'll, make they'll it sort work. it out. They're going to sort it yeah, out. Yeah. So... I just think like yo, like those dudes need to kind of like push it because the worst thing, like I mean, I don't, I don't want to. S- You're a purist. I'm a purist. You're a purist. Like, well, I, it's I, not I'm even not lo- pure. I'm, I'm not losing I'm th- sleep. I'm lo- I'm not losing sleep either. <laughs> but I think like technically, you know, you can't fuck with the flexibility no. of of a vinyl. No. So for no. me, like if you're gonna do this, why are you gonna do this with that? Why aren't you doing it with the best shit or the the shit that it's made for? Weapon, well, I, weapon I, of choice, like I said. Yeah. Let's. I mean, I, get, I see what you're saying. Let's Grant. let's stop complaining. Let's talk I just about. Think there's. Let's talk about some fun shit. There's no accountability. Let's talk about right? me. There's just no accountability. Like so, people coming up, even in music, like they feel like they can just do whatever. Well, they, don't, no, they don't give a fuck about the history. There's no checks and balances. They like, don't give a fuck about who came before them. Back in the day, like if unless you were tight, you didn't get put on. Right. You didn't get in that in that inner circle. It's now, you don't need anyone. To do anything, you don't need to get put on. You don't need to get but co-signed. Back in the days, you had to be good. You had to, to be get good. put on. Yeah, you couldn't be whack. If you were whack, like go back to the bedroom. They laugh bro. at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. missing. Yeah, Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who this is. Uh, I mean, you explain. I get it. Yeah, 
He's, he's, he's hot right now. He's got like a big Nike drop. Like I don't care. Off white. That doesn't yeah. translate into into my lane. No, of course not. And yeah. I don't mean just because I don't care about shoes. I just mean just because you're good at one thing doesn't yeah, yeah, mean yeah. you're good at something yeah, else. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or bash on something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That else. doesn't make any sense. But again, um, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. I also want to. I want to go back to like we were talking about the swaggy DJs because you guys honestly, the tightest, right? What I want to. I want to say up there with top top five. Yeah, I go, the swaggy yeah, DJs. I go like top two and a half. <laughs> top two and a half. Yeah, yeah. I give it to you. Like I'm talking about like Graham style. Uh, you know what I mean? From everything you guys did when you guys were doing marketing to merch to how you guys dressed was always to me next level like it was very much your own it wasn't like taking from anyone it was very much your own style and i think you were ahead of your time in a lot of ways and i haven't even touched on like mixing either like stone rock with wordplay mixing mm. you know you're one like when i think of wordplay mixing i think of you am and like uh riz and we may right. have invented yeah. the tone play i that's what four colors act says four colors act has uh has uh uh, uh credit you He's credited us. Well, he said it to Stone. We yeah. made on one. Uh, uh, was the second mixtape? I don't remember. It was the one with the with the. the yeah, the, we made a tone play, but like we chopped it up. But we, we like did it. We did it beca- not because like oh tone play is tight or we were trying to make it nice mix. We were just yeah, we were just trying, trying to make, to make, make it work. Mix. We were just kind of trying to make it work, and then uh, I Zach was playing or something. I was like man, you really like you must do a lot of drugs to like come up with some of this shit he's like yo like you guys invented this what are you talking about i go what are you talking about <laughs> yeah and he was like that one mix on the mix i was like oh yeah we did invent it didn't we no we'll say listen but also at the same time hesitant to, to take credit for anything we were just doing whatever we were doing mm-hmm. someone else could have been doing that uh somewhere else you know we're by no means our ideas uh ex- ex- mutually exclusive you know what i'm saying yeah um but it like just something this we came up with. This mixtape talking about yeah. the Trabajo, right? We had the second one, I think. We did Mas Trabajo. Trabajo. So there was Trabajo, the first one. The second one was best CD we made since Trabajo. The third one was Mas Trabajo. There was the Christmas EP, a.k.a. the Snow Job. Yeah, but that wasn't the <laughs> Trabajo t- series. That was not a mixed CD. Yeah. Uh, we, d- we, d- we did a Christmas uh, EP where we sang Christmas carols. We did the ditch, the ditch Friday <laughs> we one. Did ditch Fridays, uh, and then Uno Mas. Yeah, Uno Mas. Yeah. That's so the like, last one. you guys. So like, just going through that, I don't think people realize like, because at the time when you guys did something, everyone talked about it. Uh-huh. It was like for DJs, it was like, yo, these dudes are dropping a calendar. Oh yeah, like dudes, these dudes got their own chapstick. <laughs> yeah, we tried to call it the chapstick, you know. So, there first off, there wasn't a ton of promo gear early on from anybody mm-hmm. right yeah. um nor branded stuff and i think the you know items w- once you start to investigate how easy it is to get some stuff yeah. you can kind of manifest those ideas <coughs> so i mean t-shirts an obvious thing but like do uh when we partnered with red bull we were able to do some stuff because now we had some real resources yeah right? because like you guys had a new era collab a fitted yeah fitted. Like, new, like yo new era does not because, yo, I, I don't... And it was difficult. Know. It took... A, there was a lot of start and stops to new, get there. New Era doesn't open accounts. They don't collab right. with a lot of motherfuckers. It's hard to collab with New yes. Era. Yeah, it's us, MLB. I was a little jealous. And uh, <laughs> and, that, and that, that little shitty club on uh, in in uh, New York. It was like uh, Kensington, King, Kingston. Mrs. Kensington. Yes. Mrs. Kensington. Mrs. Kensington. 
No, it, uh, and we were always looking for stuff like the, the the calendar, for instance. We tried to do that on our own dime the year before. It wasn't like I'm like, let's do a calendar, and in this calendar, so y- y- you take the idea of the calendar, right? You, we could have done like a, one of those sexy fireman calendars with us, right? You could have done something like this. I mean, that like, was your thing, though. Well, no, we wanted sexy to ele- fireman. I mean, we want to <laughs> elevate mean, the ideas. How do you elevate the ideas? And from that jump-off point of doing the calendar, it goes, okay, how do you not make this disposable in terms of the idea? So you go, okay, well, what if you choose a date in each month that's you know interesting, right? Like something that has a that's mon- has a uh, something monumental involved with it, right? And take that and turn it into an idea for something to portray right and then you go okay so how do you want to portray do you want to do with photographs well that's not fun what if we take james bond and black exploitation posters you know like that idea we and we use that as the format use the date as the idea and we flesh that idea out so we try to do it the year before we're all pretty much the same ideas you know um we wanted to the, the January of the calendar you're talking about, it was, uh, so we chose... Uh, New Year's Day. New Year's Day. New Year's Day, for us, portrayed is the following. Graham and Stone leaving Sodom and Gomorrah while the breath of God smites the city down, but we've got <laughs> baby New Year with us. I mean, that's what it is, right? Now, you can't make a photo of that. Well, y'all, y'all did. Well, no, we, we had, had, it had it illustrated. We had it drawn out. Oh, shit. So we tried to do this the year before with the different artists, and it just didn't manifest, and it ended up... As we discussed before, it costs a lot of money to have that high level of production value, and Can that's you why share we're how much it was. I mean, yeah, I, it was yeah, twenty five G's to make that calendar. To make the calendar well from start to finish. Yeah. Meaning, the we had to, we had to go into a studio and do um, uh, what's the word I want um, reference shots, right? <laughs> We had to go into a studio and do the reference shots, like Stone holding the Pomeranian. He has to go in and hold like a like a stuffed animal. In order for the illustrator to depict Stone holding a Pomeranian in a lifeboat during a a violent water crash where people are dying. And Graham has his foot on someone's head who's trying to get into our lifeboat. (laughs) Yeah, but these are all these ideas we came up with. We said we want to to celebrate National Aviation Day by portraying a a violent water crash where people are dying. And it's Graham and Stone in a life raft with Louis Vuitton trunks. And someone's (laughs) trying to get in, but we're not letting anybody else in. You guys were so badass, like with that whole shit. Just like, like yo, like that calendar was monumental. The the Christmas video was big. Yeah, uh, I remember you, that video. Man. You'd be surprised how many people huge. turned us down. Really? Yeah. When we were like, we're doing yeah. this thing. You made yeah. every DJ be like, "Fuck, why wasn't I involved in that?" Yeah. Like, yeah. I, wa- I, should, <laughs> I wanted to be involved <laughs> in that. Mad you know? people were like, "Nah," or like, "Yeah, I'll come through," or like, just didn't follow through. And then after the fact, they're like. Man, I fucking blew it. Like, yeah, you, you fucking blew you it. You guys have Billy Bob Thornton in there. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, even top. even even AM, who like literally had a f- almost died in a fucking plane crash like three months before this or four months before. I this. think it was even less than that. But yeah, I was like, yo, like you don't have to come do this thing, man. It's like, oh, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm uh, like, I told you, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. Came to the studio, recorded his shit. But dude, he he, he was one of the most supportive motherfuckers. A thousand percent. And I think and. And uh, not to go off topic, but I think that about AM, if the top was like that, it kind of set a standard for everyone. Yeah, like we all sure. kind of looked out for each other. Him dying, him dying definitely had an impact 
on everyone. I think that fucked up a lot of shit. Because if he if he would have still been around, he would have been like hyper fucking famous, like to the next. And he would have been championing DJs. And he would have been yeah, he would have been the the example. Like he would have been the standard. And he would not have been on CDJs. That's for goddamn sure, at all, because he was the biggest nerd. And he wanted to look the coolest, and you can only look cool on turntables. Um, but yeah, him dying. <laughs> <laughs> he, probably, he probably would have brought back the Vextus uh, 05. Thousand percent. Him, a new him dying. Version of it. <laughs> there was no face anymore. Yeah. There was no face. You know. I never knew him. Uh, did you know him? That I one? met him twice. But I, I never knew him. Never but him like I always that. like. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm 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 pretty shy, so I never like went up to him and shit. But. Uh, I think he meant more to me than I made him, made him like on the outside. Yeah. Just because like everyone used to dick ride him, like r- like really hard. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. used to hate that. So many people was like, "Yo, AM's my boy," and this and that, and yeah, like, yeah. And then like, he didn't know this motherfucker. Yeah, I hated like well, we the talk, dick riders. We talk you know? about this every, every every year on the anniversary of his death, and everyone's like, "Ah, I miss my friend so much." I have yet to put up a single fucking post about him dying, and like. Like that was my dude. Yeah, y'all yeah, were like, tight. Oh, yeah. Y'all were yeah. tight. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like when I heard about L.A. Cali DJs, I heard about you, and I heard about Am. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then, I, when he passed, I, I was honestly like, yo, like I used to look at him, and Am was that dude. If you like, if I was, um, if I had a shitty local New York City party that maybe 20 people went to, and I asked him to DJ, he he'd, would do it. He'd come he wouldn't ask for money. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever met another dj like that or i've seen an example of somebody that would do that yeah on that level on that level, on that yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he would because he loved it he really he like but he really also loved, loved like you love it i love it too yeah. like let's like starting a party like uh you know banana split banana yeah. split yeah like that type of shit i thought like was next level everything he did was next level and there was an authenticity towards it you know what if, you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah and i just think when he passed it just the people that I thought should have championed him and took like took his role and like followed through, they all went for self. Yeah, and yeah. everyone literally like went for self. They yeah. didn't look out for nobody. If anything, like then it just became like this fucking shit where it was just like yo, like fuck the crews. It's all about money and it's like was, you know all of this. There shit. was no example. There was no, no like I want to be like that. You know. Yeah. So, anyways. I mean, going <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. but going back to uh, like the the swag and the merch and shit like that. Well, one but of the things one of the we're things all making stuff I want. Like I've always, I mean, I like brass belt buckles, so we had an opportunity to make Captain Vinistry brass belt buckles, so we made them. We had an I opportunity remember. to make new era fitteds or, uh, I mean, chapsticks. I mean, these are things that like cap, cap sticks. The cap, cap sticks, sticks. The a stick cap for sticks. your lip. Stick for and your if you, lip. And <laughs> if you ever got your hands on one of those, like first off. I still have mine, had, by the way. It had custom hey. logo on it. Yeah. But if you looked at it, the cap had wood paneling yeah. on the cap. Like you take the cap off, it has wood paneling. Everything was done to the highest level of design, thought, and production value. And the nuts, too. Yeah, the Virgil. <laughs> and so from I mean we spent a lot of time on that logo even and we've had to bust a lot of people who steal the, steal the font mm-hmm. you know they're like yo you you're just ripping it ripping us off here you know right and um everything that we've made again it, one has to be organic to us it's not like what up let me come up with the wildest thing you know like none of that stuff 
Everything became organically and was a reflection of our true interests, including the photo shoots and all of the promotional stuff. So every time you see this wild you know, photograph, it's not like how do we make some wild shit. We were just like – It was next level. Like I don't disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. Everything y'all did was <laughs> next level. Like it made me excited. Like So like we spoke about – you know, like referring back to AM. When AM did some shit, it was like next level. And when y'all did some shit, it was next level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I genuinely wanted to know about it. I wanted to, like, see about it. And there was always, like, a level of, like, like FOMO. Like, damn, like, why didn't I think of that? Or why why, why wasn't I involved? Or, like, yo, yeah. like. You should see so the cool. diaries of stuff that was turned down. Like, stuff that is, like, we had developed and then brought to whoever was going to collaborate on it. And they're, like, they don't. It's, like, so over their head. That they, <laughs> that it we never had, we, What was the top three that y'all were like? I, I mean, there was happen. one where the, the we were body, the bodybuilding. We were party. talking about doing a residency, and uh, the theme would be we want female bodybuilders instead of uh, go-go dancers, <laughs> 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 like posing down. You know what I'm saying? Instead yeah. of like watching them go-go dance, like you just got those girls posing down. Oh my god, which would be so dope, <laughs> right? Yeah. We <laughs> actually we actually want to do a tour, like a whole tour. And we're like, yeah, we just gotta like buy them flights and steaks. Like they just want food. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, like picturing that right 5, now. Five thousand calories. <laughs> yeah. Imagine no, I'm posing down, it, yeah. right? Um, another club, like you know, the nautical theme. I don't think I can't. We we were trying to come up with some example of that existing before we introduced it to yeah. pool culture, right? Even though yeah. it's obvious, yeah. um, but I can't think of anybody. There was no example. We couldn't think of someone who uh, we did the branded hats and all this other jazz. But I mean, at w- at one particular club, we had pitched them on buying us a boat <laughs> and selling it as bottle <laughs> service. You know, yeah, we like put the boat in the pool and sell it as a table. But we wanted oh, like the, the like the like the sushi thing. Yeah, we wanted the and boat the for a photo shoot. Is why we wanted it. We were like, okay, we'll use this for a photo shoot, <laughs> and then you guys can sell it as a as a table. They're like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. The only reason they didn't do it is because it required a crane to get the boat to the pool, and they're like, this is this can't happen. How big was a fucking boat? Well, uh, we found it in um it wasn't like Lake Tahoe or something. Yeah. No, it was like a medium sized boat. It could fit in the pool at this particular venue, and I I, I refrain from mentioning any venues because right, you're good, you're good. Doesn't they make just, any they sense. just couldn't get the pool. They could just yeah, couldn't, couldn't get, get the boat to the pool. But they or, were they were like, yeah, 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 let's do this. And then when it was a crane involved, they're like, nah. I mean, to 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 Marquis credit, when we came to them and said we want to do like a photo shoot on a yacht, I mean they. They paid for they it. They got the yacht. Yeah, like we did. The, we took it out on the bay and everything. We did. Yeah. The, we did the shots. You know, not everybody. And not only did we have girls in bikinis because that's what you're supposed to do, but we put them bitches to work. <laughs> like instead of like laying laying around like looking cute, we're like, like we're, yeah, we're like no, you're shit. gonna you're gonna do the sales and you do the thing and like it, they were like for real, like yeah, 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 you're working. Yeah, we're some chilling. some places really let us have that. Uh, that petri di- that petri dish of ideas to 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 develop and then other places just didn't get it. The Palms was another good place where they let us kind of do our thing. Oh, oh yeah, that was, that was they, big. They let us perform the fucking oh, yeah, Christmas the, song. Yeah, we performed at a rain in front of like, like two thousand people. Like, while the, the, the fire is blowing out, we sang "Wham Last Christmas" to three thousand people at rain. At the Palms, I didn't know that, and they were like, "Yeah, like let's do this." And people were so fucking confused because we had our <laughs> homie Rasan do like poetry at the H- beginning. Hanato Laranja, and then we came, you know and then is. we came in hot singing, and they're like, <laughs> "What's 
what's going on? And we were hype. And I'm pretty sure Hanato did poetry before Yeah, I just said that. Oh, yeah. yeah. What I do? Popper stopper. Ooh. <laughs> you know, like like yeah, we, uh, one of the thing one of the things that gravitated me towards him is that like most of the dudes that we know are only DJs, right? Like yeah. they only know DJing and they've got no other interests and their whole life is DJing. And him it was not that. Like he had so many more interests and DJing was just something that he did. Yeah, because like, we're not talking about Grant. Yo, Grant was in commercials. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was in like Skittle. What is Skittle? Well, like, I mean, he's mean, got, you, got, a, you got a master's. Like, you're a smart dude. You I'm read books. Like, and, and these ideas, you can't, you, you can't come up with these things by just sitting in your room scratching all day long. Like, you I have can't to take credit for the master's. I did go to, to gra- graduate. Whatever it is. <laughs> graduate <laughs> education. But. Um, you, you, have to, you have to go out. You have to. Like see things, touch things, yeah, yeah. feel things. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty positive that any type of creative endeavor, you need some type of stimulus beyond the the pond you're in. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, you so, gotta so gotta the, get so influence <coughs> and exposure and uh, inspiration from something else besides an airport. But we gotta talk you know about I mean? you, you okay, you like about. when I came out here, everyone yeah. was. I mean, like you, I remembered you, and it was a big deal to me. And I thought it was like I thought it was insane. Was it Starburst or Skittles? I mean, I did maybe 15 nationals during my thespian phase. In addition oh, to DJing, shit. I would literally DJ till 2 or 3 in the morning and be on set at 5 o'clock If in the I morning. show you this commercial that he was I, in. I just, you're was, talking about Starburst. Yeah. Starburst. Yeah. Yeah. So come the one with the, he has a helmet on. Yeah, that's the most epic commercial, though. Yeah, yeah. You know that? Like, <coughs> It's got to be in the top, I don't know, fucking, there are people, dare I say, there are like, people that top are like, 50, top 100 <laughs> commercials. There are people that like redo it, right? I think there's some uh, some people have recreated the commercial yeah. on YouTube. Ernie but Ernie the Klepto. N- nonetheless, uh, that was just work. That was during my thespian days. But um, <laughs> my thespian, thespian days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. But yeah, even at that time, I was DJing seven nights a week while I was doing that, and um, you know, I-, I would literally be out DJing, lug my records home, and then show up on set. I mean, even that one you're talking about. Oh, no, maybe not earning the klepto, but when I did the Citibank commercial, I mean, I, I think I was wearing the clothes from last night or show up on set, and they shot it just like that. Roll out of the car, they go, you look great, go. Really? Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. Those are good old days. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, for, for all the for all the listeners, watch this video that Crooked, Crooked's showing everyone. <laughs> we're going to show it on the video, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was big back then. I uh, they played like, it a lot. Shit. But played it a lot. Yeah, I didn't know that was Grant till like later on. I saw it on YouTube. Well, I mean, if you look down on those comments, and I've I've perused the comments in my <laughs> life. There's an argument whether it's Steve Buscemi, and then some people are like, no, no, that's a DJ in Las Vegas. <laughs> Steve wow. Buscemi. Yeah, yeah Steve wow. Buscemi. Yeah. Um, no, but again, so any what the point Stone's making, I don't disagree with him. Is that if uh, you're allowed to have influence outside of your your immediate well, cipher, like, you know what I'm saying? I think that even it, it that influences DJing as well like the worldview uh, dictates well you, you guys brought job. like the theatrics to DJing which I thought was like very like it, no one did that like you said Stone like a lot of us were just DJs like yeah. you know what no one ever was like yo like you know like D you gotta like really market yourself and be like you know this next level dude you're just and like I thought like DJing and doing a room was enough but I you guys right. took it to another level I don't think and I don't think I don't think it was like uh 
I don't think it was intentional. I think it was like oh, we need. No, to, no, well, like, like, like he just we need, said, y'all wanted to do cool shit. Yeah, we yeah. want. We, we need to make a mixtape. Okay, well, what's the cover gonna look like? Like, we're not just gonna like put our names on it. Well, like you know, nightclub saying, hey, we want to give you a residency. What do you what What kind of theme do you guys want to do? And you guys Female are like fuck it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that had happened. It would have been such a good one. Actually, so but even on Trabajo, you know, on Trabajo, there's a 12 minute shout out track. At oh the yeah, there's more like that. On most of the mixes, there's a hidden track on the on the on the tail end, you know. Um, That's another one people wish they were. They're like, "Why didn't I get a shout out?" I was like, "Yo, I met you in 2012." Actually, yeah. I got a shout out in that. Thank yeah. you again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You guys talked about like the, uh. you know, you guys mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> you guys mentioned the support you got from the proms and shit. Like, yeah. and uh, you guys did some amazing parties there. And I just remember in a, I think it was the Chabajo mixtape, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yo, it was like it was like what do you call it, homoerotic? I would say that the imagery of most of our CDs, but particularly that one, is homoerotic. Oh, was, you mean the one of us in bed with our feet intertwined? That was Mastraba. Isn't, isn't gayer? With a, po- with a post-coitus smoke. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they, all, they all... See, like, we, and look, in, in the inner circle, I guess, in, in, in the industry, or we, we get it. It's funny. You know you what sure? I mean? Some mm. do. I, I mean, I remember passing out CDs to certain DJs who handed back. Really? That's not even listening to it. Ouch. And they might even gotten a shout out on the shout out track. I say, here's our new mixtape. Ah, no, no, I don't want it. Why don't you name I'm not names? Because they thought it was names. too risky or something? Or? They're just, I mean, I think a lot of people, and this isn't, isn't expressly the DJ world, I think a lot of people have a problem uh, just being in touch with their femininity. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's no reason to, to not be. Uh, I think like tenderoni if you want. Well, see, like, I remember going in and then, like, going to your nights, you know, uh-huh. check y'all out. Uh-huh. And I would see those posters up and, uh-huh. you know, to get into certain parts of the club, there would be, like, a big fucking, like, you know, in the elevator, there's, like, a big yeah. poster. Yeah, me naked. Of you guys, like. It's speedos and shit. <laughs> well, like, no, nah, they were, like, wearing, like, you Construction know. Construction workers. In that particular. It, it was gay. It was gay. It was, like, but, it, I don't know how to say why? it. You know? The village people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but saying, like, it, it had, like, gay connotations, yeah, right? So, yeah. like, if I didn't know you guys, I would think, oh, that's, like, a gay party. Yeah. Sure. So, there's dudes in the, literally in the elevator looking at, like, it's not, like, a gay party? What yeah, is that? Yeah, well, then maybe the, the, the marketing people at the Palm should be fired. Because it wasn't a gay party. It wasn't a gay party. Nah. Right. But it, look, here's the thing. People, um, what are we, t- 2017? Yeah. You're still talking about the mixtape cover? That was 2008. You're still talking about the, the stick for your lips. Uh-huh. You're still talking about the nuts for your mouth. Yeah. You're still talking about the calendar. You're still talking about all the stuff that we did. So it was a conscious decision to do something that was against the grain. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, you know, I remember uh, we had done this stuff. We'd done a couple of interesting photo shoots, especially with the Palms marketing department. And it set off an, uh, uh, it set off a, a trend of like, what's the wacky new photo now for the promotions right. in other venues with other DJs? And I go, man, it, this is not, it's not supposed to be contrived. It's not supposed, you can tell what's contrived and what's not contrived. And we never, ever, ever did anything contrived i know what you mean yeah. I, I know what you're saying and also yeah when people were, were pe- when people were trying to go down the same path as us uh and failing we were like okay well we're just gonna kick it up just a little bit and and go somewhere where most people aren't willing to so go. i love like i love i love that mixtape i loved what y'all did on it i found it like you know i found it like funny and i know y'all you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so but i i my worry in the back of my head was like yo you know, are there some certain cities in the country 
when they see <laughs> when they see this mixtape <laughs> or when they see the flyers well, or they see you, the, the media artwork yo, I'm gonna tell are you, they gonna be like yo is this a gay party we, went, these gay we, DJs? Went, we went on a 30 plus city tour on that off that artwork sponsored by 5-4 yeah. clothing Reebok well, who did our concert t-shirts yeah. Reebok who was, was sending Reebok shoes to the venues and uh, OK Magazine OK Magazine who would also send boxes. So we had like huge corporate sponsors that were paying for this. And at some point in the middle of the tour, I think it was Reebok, somehow it, it <laughs> overlooked the fact that this was the artwork with their logo on it. <laughs> so then it became a thing, and I might be uh, getting some facts wrong here, but I believe halfway through the tour, Reebok had said, either you use our logo and not that artwork or the artwork without the logo. So we would leave it up to the nightclubs what they wanted to do. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because listen, that was the only problem y'all y'all had. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. And it wasn't even that big of a deal because they already wrote the check. So we're like, all right, whatever. whatever yeah, these, you want. These, everything was paid for by corporate. And I mean, like, shout out to Five Four for making like an ill concert. Yeah, this is t-shirt. early. Or this is early Five Four days where like they were not. They were you know. I mean, like now a, they're yeah. superstars. Yeah, now they're right? killing but, it. But like this they is did early the, on, and we're like, yo, do you want to do our concert T-shirts? And it's ill. I mean, it's not it's like bonkers. it doesn't just say say the name and Five Four. It's like it's dope. It's an illustration of like, the two of us. I still yeah, see it, and yeah. I'm like, yo, that, that's a fly shirt. And people, t- f- 10 years later, people are still sending me pictures like, yo, I still wear this. Wow. Damn. I wish. And my free crooked shirt. <laughs> another, another dope piece of gear. That's another story. <laughs> free crooked. Uh, yo, man, I mean, I really appreciate you guys coming here. Yeah. Uh, there's so many other things we want to talk about. It's almost like it's over two hours right now, but... Um, yeah, man. I I guess we're, you know, at this stage in the game, after all you guys have been through, and you know, I talk to Neva about this a lot too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, where do you see you guys going in DJing? Like, are you happy where you are right now? Is, is there anything you regret? Is there any changes? And is there like something you kind of want to not tell the young DJs, or just kind of like you know, you, you know, like a message or whatever the fuck you you talking about? At, at this point, at this point, I think I equate DJing to like acting. So like you kind of have to go after it for X amount of years. And if it doesn't pop for you, then like have like execute that plan B um, unless you really love it and you're cool with going to be an accountant all day, all week and then going to work for 150 bucks. Like if you're not into it for glam and glory and you really love DJing, then you can do it for fucking ever. Yeah. But if you're the dude that's like, yo, I need to, this needs to pop off for me, which it's probably not going to pop off for them because the impetus is, uh, isn't genuine. Like they they don't love it. They're doing it for the wrong reasons. Then just like, you know, execute that other plan. You know, I mean, you got a store, you got the store. It's you know beyond I mean? the store. He's, he's writing. All types of fun stuff. He's writing it. movies. I started a real estate development company. Um, That's amazing. So, like, you you, you kind of have to, like, you, you if it doesn't happen for you or it's or it's or you're not into it anymore, like, what the fuck are you going to do? But you're still DJing. A little, yeah. Once or twice a month. Yeah. You know, I'm I doing DJ s- every week. He, he's, he's a workhorse. This guy's. <laughs> I'm this, on the road. His work still. ethic is, like unparalleled but like i do stuff that i want to do like if i know i'm gonna have fun i'll go do it and you could pay me all the money in the world if your party's not fun like i'm not gonna do it because i don't have to do it right i want to have fun i want to enjoy it that's why i said now that i don't have to do it anymore i love it again i resented it for a long time and it actually broke my heart because i hated it so well like, what made you hate it what was it the the music i had to play the people the nightclubs, like everything that was happening at the same time was like the perfect storm. 
I just res- I just I was like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I playing these fucking crappy songs for these people who aren't even having a good time? Like, I, this sucks. Like, yeah. like fuck bottle <laughs> service. Fuck all this f- f- contrived, synthesized bullshit. Like, I just want to play the records I want to play, and that's it. I don't want to play these fucking bullshit songs for these people who aren't even having a good time. Now, maybe they weren't having a good time because I wasn't selling the product correctly because I was so resentful. Yeah. That's very possible. But I think that I think that there was a perfect storm of we're not focusing on the nightclub. Is not focused on selling a good time anymore. They're focused on the bottom line. They're focused on making money, which is fine. You're a business. Make the money. But then do that. Like, don't front like you're selling a good time and then you're doing this other thing. Like, if you make scarves, make the scarf. <laughs> don't tell me you're a sushi chef. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I mean, do, Graham, do you feel the same way, kind of? Like, where, you, where you're at in your DJing? I mean, you know what I mean? No. <laughs> I just go to work. So you're, you're definitely driven by, like, this is what I do. and I, Yeah, you know? I mean, it's a big part of, obviously, my, my life for a long time now. And uh, there's still money on the table. And I still enjoy doing it. And I still like traveling and uh, meeting the folks. Um, and it's a dope job, right? Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, man, I, it, the machine doesn't stop. Yeah. Still on the road. Still going. Still but going. I'm good at the job. Exactly. Yeah, he, he's, really good, he's really good at detaching himself from the shit that's whack and only, only focusing on the stuff that's good. Where I can't do that. Because, like I said, I've always done this. Uh, because I love DJing. So as soon as I don't love DJing anymore, I'm out. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. I yeah, I know what I'm doing up there. Like, I don't love this anymore. We're creating anymore. drama up there. <laughs> we're, 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 you know, it's theatrics. We're creating drama up there. We're well, telling a story. I, I always compare DJing a little bit to, like, a comedian, right? Where I feel like if a comedian bombs, you can't really blame the crowd, right? Because the comedian has to adjust to the crowd well, in right. the end, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, I think they're, they, I think when, you, when you're a comedian and you're doing a comedy show, everyone's sitting looking at you and you're the only thing that's going to make or break the experience. Right. In a nightclub, the ice could, go, could, could melt. The nightclub could be hot. It could not be packed. Uh, there could be whack people. There could be too many dudes. A lot dudes. of variables. There's too many things. You can't just blame the DJ. No, but I, I think... No, no. I, I think you're right. But I think it's also just up to the DJ to change that mood because a DJ yeah. can change that mood right. and a comedian can change the fact... Uh, like if a comedian's in front of five people, they can make it still funny. You've got to like, have that skill set. Yeah, though. sure. Right. But exactly. what, what happens when you are doing the right thing because you're a seasoned DJ because you've been doing it for 20 years yeah. and then a guy that's 22 years old right. comes up to you and says, I have a table and he wants to hear this other thing, not the thing that you're doing. So do that. And then you do that, and now all the work that you just put in to, to resuscitate the night uh-huh. or save the night is gone. Exactly. But that's kind of what it's we got to do. Line. It's yeah. a fine line. You got to walk the fine line. Well, th- that is a variable. I, 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 no, but, but so I, if the night is whack for 2,000 people, yeah. it's not because of you. It's because some dickhead wants but to But I'll get blamed for it. I'll, you, I'll of course you will yeah, because yeah. someone has to be the fall guy. Exactly. But that's where I, I say that. The fact that, we, the fact that we stepped in and we took the check – I mean, we yo, we're we're the prostitutes. You so signed DJing. up for this, buddy. We're the prostitutes. I think like we come in and we're like, yo, you want you know, we want to make that check. Like we gotta yeah. listen to these motherfuckers, yeah. you yeah. know. And yeah. I also kind of look at like I, I look at what we do almost like the stripper game. 
a little bit. A hundred percent. Where it's kind of like, yeah, like you gave me that money. I'm going to give you that dance. But also to the fact that, yo, like some of these strippers, they're like, yo, I don't want to be a stripper. But they get good at it. And they get good at making money. Yeah. And how do you turn back on True. some shit that you're good at and you make money and then you, you start building a pride for it a little bit? Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. don't. Yeah. You don't. You keep going. You keep going. But then there's a stripper that's, that's tired of rubbing his ass on, on <laughs> dude's dicks, no pause, and he's out. Yeah. You know? And then there's Graham who, where he's just like, yo. He just keeps keeps I'm it moving. I'm buddy. Yeah, he just keeps it moving. <laughs> just keeps it moving. <laughs> yeah. So if, like, if your party, lifers gang here. If your party's tight, you can have Stone Rock. If it's not, oh well. So like you know, like how hip hop <laughs> is going on. It's like hip hop is like like you know like evolving to yeah. the point where like Jay Z could drop an album at fucking age late forties, fifties, forty eight, Do you yeah. think there's a, there's a room for us as DJs? after 40s or late 30s for us to move into this realm for sure dudes like you and dudes like graham uh as long as you continue to adapt to pop culture right which is what part of our job is Uh right not get stuck in 1992 like you got to keep evolving as time changes you can go on for fucking ever i mean look at jeff how old is Jeff? He's 50, 50 plus. I mean, look yeah. at Kid Capri just did uh, Kid Capri. DJ Khaled's birthday yeah. Yeah. party. Yeah. yeah, like that dude's 198 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, In DJ years, he's 100. Yeah, you know what? There's no. Um, it's up to you, it's up to you to to create the longevity. Yeah. No, but yeah. we haven't seen this. We have, DJing as we know it now hasn't been around long enough for us to know what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whereas acting has been around a long time. So you see like a, an old actor come and like, oh, that's amazing, whatever. We don't have that yet with, I mean, you look at Red Alert, right? The dude's on in his years. Yeah. You know, but he's not trying to be all up in the club, right? Right, right. Um, so we haven't seen that phase of DJing yet where we see like what the, the master's tour looks like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't know that yet. Well, it's too young. I go. Well, I mean, we got a couple. I mean, we got a couple dudes. Like, I mean, Jeff is still dope. He's the illest, yeah. right? Like, he's still dope. And I think. I mean, I think Riz is pretty old. Forty-five. It's got to be forty-five, forty-six. I mean, Riz, I mean, look at fashion too, right? Riz, fashion. Riz, Riz is throwing everybody's age under the bus. No, this <laughs> is late forties. Yeah. I mean, how, how fucking hard is it to Google these guys? Like. But th- those dudes are still dope, and they're still. Working, I mean, I look right? at like Deva. Neva's like late, you know, like mid late forties, mid forties, yeah, late forties. Him and Jay Z have the same age. You're still working. But he yo, fucking yo, works all the time. Yeah. He works all the time. <laughs> yeah, and he's a workhorse, and he does. He still does four to six hours sometimes. Yeah, and he'll do uh, two shifts. He'll do a day pool. Yeah, and he'll do a night. And damn, you're rich, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but like Neva. Like to me, never is the example that these kids don't really see of a dude who really loves what he does. He's good at what he does, and no matter how fucking old he is, yeah, he's still doing it, and he's on top of the new music, well, and he's not hating on some shit. I hate seeing old motherfuckers hate on shit, that's, and never still on top of it. That's know? why I'm not worried about the kids because the kids are not gonna have the longevity. It's not the the, the their attention span is too short, and they're they're not. They they're saying they're saying this new generation of DJs. They're gonna go away. They they don't love DJing. They love everything around DJing. They love what comes with it. They love yeah. the attention. They love exactly, the free booze. Yeah. They love mm-hmm. the pussy. They love private planes. They love all that stuff. But they don't love D- if you don't. How are you gonna become a celebrity and celebrated for what you do if you're not doing the thing? If you don't love the thing you're doing, 
yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't it, it 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 doesn't translate. So it it's not they're never gonna have the longevity that you guys have. Yeah, like they're you know twenty two. You're gonna be like, eh. look at Avicii. I mean, he was on some shit. I feel like he was like <laughs> he was like blowing lines like all I'm, day, every day smoking. I've heard stories. What yeah. happened to him? What do you mean? He's like he's he retired. He's done. He's I like, think, Yo, wasn't right. what, his ear or some shit? Something was wrong with his ear. I think he was partying, like party hardy, and he was. Oh, that, again, it's all speculation. No, no, no. no. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was there was an article. There was an article, and he was basically like, "Yeah, I was wilding too hard, and and I I just had to stop because I'm 22 and making all this paper and like basically have no rules. I mean, it's like Justin Bieber. You give yeah. Justin Bieber 20 million, like, oh, why is he such an asshole? Why the fuck do you think? Because since he's 15, 14, everyone's been saying yes to him and just handing him whatever he wants. Right. Yeah. Of course he's going to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. Right? So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what, you think Bieber's going to listen to this? I don't and, know. And, I don't know. I don't know, Bieber. Come I don't fi- think about Come him. find me? I don't, I don't spend time thinking about these things. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, uh, thanks again for, man, being on this, this shit. Uh, There's so much was, more to talk about. Thank There's you for so waking up early and coming out here. We got to do. Oh, I, I was, texting I was, each other seven yeah. thirty in the morning. Yeah, I was up at six. Drinking the fine artisan <laughs> coffee. <laughs> I, was, I was up at six, screaming at the electrician why he's not showing up today. Cocksucker. <laughs> well, um, yo, shout shout to uh, Graham and Stone Rock. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Oh, no, thank thanks you. for okay, having us. Yeah. Gotta do this again. Yeah, 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 definitely. We'll do like yeah, another version. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get like a younger dude with with us. I kind of want to see a, a younger dude and Stone kind of go at it. Yeah, a little bit. See what happens. On a younger dude, William F. Buckley. No, but he, I, like, here's the thing: like, it, if he's not contributing to the culture, then we have nothing to talk about. Like, that's the, the conversation's over. Like, I want to see Virgil and uh, Stone Rock. I'm going to talk. Oh I'm going to talk. <laughs> I'm going to talk over his head, and he's just going to be like, "I don't even understand what you're saying to me right yeah, now." I think very deeply. Yeah, because because I just I just want to push the button and and do this and like it's just right. Jamie, strike that. Reverse. You and you started this whole thing too. It was like all on you. Because he's like, yo, edit it. Out. I do agree with what he was saying though. That there are hip hop DJs that do the press play, and they they their main goal is the mic. Pause. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why is that a pause? Because I held it like this. Put it all up on your mouth. Like, mm. Yeah. Just like all of that. So. No, there's guys that are the illest mic dudes ever. Did you want to do the... For real. Hey, hey. (laughs) Pause. Do you still want to do the end of the road questions with him? No, no, it's like... It's long pause. Yeah, you're gonna listen. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have to get in there and just pull the juicy parts. There's out. a there's a, there is a talent to catching the pause. I feel like yo and I I know Spanish Harlem like in in like in Harlem and shit. It's a big fucking deal. Like you can't get away. Like motherfuckers will not talk to you for a couple of days. Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I will go to I will go to Harlem and melt everyone's brain. Oh yeah, they would stop talking to you. They kick you out of the barbershop like like quickly. Like it was. Everything like yo, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, um, you walking out? Yeah, I'm about right behind you. Hey yo, hey. Everything was like, hey yo, or like a motherfucker saying like, yo, this ice cream is good. Like, hey yo, hey yo, chill. Hey, no homo. Like everything, it was so sensitive. I think everything with the word it and like big, small, wet, or anything behind it. Hey yo, it was like, but, yo. Even, but even even like, That's what I'm saying. even like even like when when like the pause happens, it'll be like. It'll be like, uh, like yeah, no, I, I had it in my mouth, pause, and then I kept going, 
Pause. 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 <laughs> and it, like, the conversation like doesn't stop. Like the pause goes in and then keep the thought. Somehow we made it happen. I remember I had a sandwich and this other dude had a sandwich and he was like, and I said something like, "Yo, yours got more meat than mine." <laughs> and, every, and everyone literally walked away from me, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And no one like, no, yo, no one talked to me for like a good five. Like, yo, you like you you, you off? Like, you can't say anything for the next ten minutes. But like, why? There was more meat in the sandwich. So what's, <laughs> what's the problem? And I was laughing. I was like, what am I supposed to say if he had more, like, fucking, what, protein in his head? They're like, hey, yo. So it was like, it was nonstop. You just can't say that shit. Yeah, your foot has got more meat. Yeah. You can't say none of that, man. Yeah. Yours is- Let me get salami. <laughs> All of that. Let me see the salami. Hey, see, like, he, they would have kicked him out. They would have gotten him a cab, and they would have been like, yo, you got to go back. Stone would have like, been sent back to LA. <laughs> Let me get a lick. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> On that note.